Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse 104 is the episode. I am Peter. Joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here as well. That was a little less enthusiastic than last week. Civil. See, I'm I'm going for the passive. Well, not even quite passive aggressive. Just a very civil British. You're less important, but I'm going through the motion of introducing you politely anyway. Mm, yeah. Uh, I suppose that's as British as it gets. <laughs> I shall stand here and complain about said thing, but I will not do anything about said thing. <laughs> uh, so this is a this is a DC comic show, and we're going to be talking about a bunch of DC books this week. On this week's show, we will be talking about Justice League No Justice Number Two. We'll be talking about Batman Forty Seven: The Final of the Gift. We'll be talking about Superman Special Number One: The End of the Tomasi Gleason Superman Run. Uh, we'll be talking about Green Lanterns Forty Seven, Batwoman Fifteen, Aquaman Thirty Six, Brave and the Bold, Batman Wonder Woman number four new challengers number one uh, is the latest new age of dc heroes book and then of course corner's corner which we'll explain in a bit more detail later uh he's going to be talking about red hood and the outlaws number 19 so that is everything coming up on this week's show along with a bit of news uh so be excited and a just for warning yeah just before warning my wife's out of town this weekend mm. um so i have to have the door open for the dogs to come and go so I gotta make sure they're not creating chaos, as they like to do. So, yeah. So, yeah, so if, if you're a rumbling of thunder, it's 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 the big one. Yeah, cats and so. dogs running wild. Although all three of my cats have just went down for a nap, so I think we'll be good on my end. That's good. Yeah, my old boy likes to get up, get down, get up, get down. He's restless, but he's fourteen, so what do you want? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we talk about DC Comics and stuff, and anything else that comes up. There's, there's one bit of Marvel news I actually want to mention at the end of the news. Don't want to talk okay. about it. I just want to mention it. This is uh, interesting. I have no idea what that might be. <laughs> uh, depend- if you missed this yesterday, then I'll be curious to your reaction over it. Maybe I haven't been in the loop the last couple of days. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Episode one hundred and four. I'm. You know. I'm trying to keep track of the numbers a little bit better because I've, I've. I've tried to start saying them at the start of each episode. You're just guessing at the end. You're like, I think it's this one. No. No. This is one hundred and four. It's definitely one hundred and four. I, I. I. Double. Triple. Check. I would love if it's not. It's one hundred and four. And if it isn't. Last week was one hundred and four. Last week was one hundred and three. Right. Shut up. I know. I know. <laughs> so so this is our, our full two year anniversary. Oh, that's right, yeah, 52 times 2, you're right. Yeah. We haven't missed a week, so yeah, it's exactly two years now since the start of the show. Well, since episode one, we had did episode zero before right. that. Right, but, but yeah, we, the yeah. Say, two years since the start of Rebirth. That's about right. Because I remember exactly. at work, yeah, 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 well, because I remember when uh, Rebirth came out, I was super busy at work, and I had downloaded Rebirth onto my phone, and that's how I read it first, in between things. Uh, not not the best way to do it, but but you just had to get it into you. Oh, I had to. Also, so... it just makes sense because that's the, that that was the last week of May. The uh, the mm-hmm. rebirth one shot came out, and we're what, a week away from that. That just makes sense. Oh. Just the way the Wednesdays have worked out in the last two years. Yeah. But yeah, here we are. So it's been two years, and we're shaking things up. We're middle of no justice, uh, which is the first bit we're going to talk about. But we're not talking about that yet. We've got news to talk about first. Uh, lots of little things this week, some more notable than others. But first up, 
uh, we did get the... I was expecting a lot more news this week, if I'm honest. I was Because the solicits are coming early next week, I was expecting a few big things that were going to be new in August, based on just rumblings we've heard, based on other things that are ending in July. But actually, not really. There's not really been that much big stuff. So anything big that's coming, unless they're going to announce it on the day of the solicits, which they sometimes do. They, they, it happens from time to time. Yeah. So, well, we'll see next week if they, if they announce our big stuff that, for August. That, that said, some of the news items that we've got disprove some of the rumblings, at least for August. Oh, sure. Uh, well, first up, the one thing we did get like a proper announcement for for August is the crossover between Aquaman and Suicide Squad. Just one issue each, just a two-issue, two-parter, both in August. Um, and it's going to be called... Do you know how many issues of Suicide Squad I have now? Too many? Three. I have, I have two, so when this comes out, I will have three. So I have the first issue, the Rebirth, That's pretty and I was close. like, now nah, I'm reading this. And then when they did the the Gotham Resistance, because of course you can't miss that, I have that one. Although that has Sejic art, so I'm not complaining too much about that one. But uh, and now this one. <sighs> yeah, all of it. As someone who doesn't read Suicide Squad, it's annoying that I have to get an issue of Suicide Squad. But yeah. sometimes they can; these things can be a lot more sprawling. So you know what? One issue for one month isn't the. It's not. I, I, I think it's interesting that these are two series that you know, based on rumblings we'd heard, were supposed to be getting new teams in August. Um, yeah, it could just be that the rumblings were wrong about when. It could be. It could happen. be that they were maybe things they needed to be delayed. So this is almost a. A fill in. Just a, yeah, yeah, just okay, quick, slap something together for the two books for an issue. Yeah, it's called Sync Atlantis, uh, two issues, it's co-written, each issue is co-written by the writers of both books, so you get Rob Williams and Dan Abnett co-writing it, and the plot revolves around Task Force X being set on a mission to remove Atlantis as a world power, and while they're there, ex- excavate something that their boss Amanda Waller wants. I don't know, let's just stop listening to Waller, she, she screws things up a lot, more than that and No Justice this week. Yeah, she's, why does she still have a job? <laughs> <laughs> she's got dirt on everyone that's why yeah. no one's that opposing must her that must be it that must be it that's like what you expect from Walla though right she's mm-hmm. just got something on everyone she's <laughs> such a monumental screw up more on that later uh, so <laughs> no it sounds okay it sounds like a fun little you know one month two parter Mm-hmm. Pretty much it. Yeah, could be fun. May not be. It's, we'll it's, see. It's, it's not that exciting to talk about, but I mean, it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not huge news, but it's, it's fine. It's there. Uh, next up, so here's something that came out of almost nowhere. Uh, Tim Seeley was obviously leaving Green Lantern soon because uh, Dan Jurgens is taking over in August. Mm-hmm. However, he's actually leaving a little bit earlier than we were expecting. Uh, yeah. Basically, this week's issue is actually his final issue, the one we're talking about later. Uh, the next two issues, which were supposed to be him, uh, are now going to be uh, Aaron Gillespie, who actually is uh, the co-writer on New Challenges that we'll get to later. But um, okay. it, it seems that they're still doing the same plot that was planned. The solicit hasn't changed, yeah, so, just who's writing it. So I wonder if it's still uh, Seeley's scripting work essentially no plot plotting yeah and Gillespie's just coming in and scripting it I could see that being the case Uh, issue 50 is when Dan Jorgens takes over which is not actually August it's July but this is um, pretty uncommon uh, these days to have this happen yeah it makes me wonder that Seeley's like they're wanting Seeley to get started on something else really quickly so they're they're shifting Mm, him off elsewhere yeah yeah maybe you know he's doing something important elsewhere so Uh, yeah. As much as I enjoyed his Green Lanterns, I kind of wish they hadn't pulled him from Nightwing. You know, like just keep that going. 
I don't know if it, I don't think it was pulled away. He just kind of ended his run, ended his story. Yeah, but it still felt like he wrapped up quick. So it felt like they were shuffling things around. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm okay with it now. Percy's on board Nightwing. At least I've got something that I can rely on there. Yeah, I assume. I mean, Percy's only had one yeah. issue, but I yeah. I loved that one issue. So <laughs> I'm 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 pretty happy with Nightwing right now. Yeah. I, again, this is weird because. I've been enjoying his Green Lanterns, not as much as uh, like you know, for Peter for sure. And he's been enjoying it pr- probably the most out of us. Yeah, I've been digging um, his Green Lanterns a lot. Um, but you, you know, I think this is weird. I would have liked to have seen him get a proper ending because it feels just like he's not. You, you know, most most people, especially when they have a run of, you know, it's not like they, they at least do an epilogue at the end of you know, or you know, the last yeah. issue is a bit of a celebration. This, yeah, it's, it's kind of just oh, this is where the arc ends. Oh, someone else is in now. It's kind of kind of a bit jarring. I don't think it's that jarring, but I'll talk about that more when we talk about the issue. Yeah. Because it's, it's more relevant to what's in the issue as opposed it to is, yeah. uh, anything else. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I mean, it's only two issues, and they're still doing the story that was there, so it's not like, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's strange, but it just makes me wonder what they've got Silly doing instead. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, Juggins, either way, Juggins is starting with issue 50, and we'll see what he's got planned. Uh, Looking forward to that. To. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, next up, speaking of things uh, changing slightly in terms of creatively, uh, so we knew that Brian Hill and Miguel Bedoncha were going to be starting their outsider setup arc, even though they're not confirming that's what it is yet. Uh, they're going to start with that with 982, because obviously 981 is Tinian's last issue in Detective, 982, obviously the next one was going to be the start of that. However, they're delaying the start of that arc by one issue. It seems that uh, the second issue in June is still solicited with them on board, so that'll be the start of that arc. There's a one issue fill-in now at 982 uh, with yeah. uh, Michael Marecci and Sebastian uh, Fumara. Yeah, he he tweeted about it saying, "Yeah, it's just a one issue delay. You know, just you know, they need an extra couple of weeks to get ahead. It's no big deal." Yeah, it yeah was that's a, what I figured. Everything is fine. Chill out. Yes, stop yeah. using it as clickbait. Certain yeah. people who he oh, may have called oh, out I, by I, name. I never saw any clickbait for this. I was wondering why you two were going on all oh, oh, no. there. He he uh he'll called out uh Rich by name uh, of of the yeah. the site that we had a rant about last week for using it as clickbait. Oh, I did see that actually. I saw that tweet yeah, that you mentioned. It's great. Yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah, uh, no, nah, yeah. I mean, I figured as soon as I heard this, I was like, oh, so they're just pushing it back by one issue. That's just the right. Same thing. One issue is nothing, <laughs> especially on a especially on a double shipping schedule. Yeah, so that's that's nothing. so it just means it's starting later, and we get a, a one issue. I, I imagine this might be like the uh, you know how bad those Nightwing fill-ins where the just issues from the archive. Yeah, they've been written a while ago, and they've just been kind of sitting yeah. around just for whenever they need a fill-in to you know make Almost up an certainly, issue. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's fine. We'll we'll see how that goes. It'll be weird having like a fill-in issue that's not because. Obviously, everything's been about the Bat family and Detective, and then obviously this is going to, going to switch to it's still a family because it's like setting up the Outsiders. It's going to be weird having this one issue story, which is probably going to be just more Batman centric. Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't. They didn't tell us anything about what this other story is, did they? Uh, no, there was a solicitor. Well, I, I didn't take it down, but there wasn't a solicitor for it. Oh, yeah. Was, well, usually yeah. when they do quick villains like this, it's something they have locked down, kind of like what showed up in Superman this week. You know, these little smaller stories. So. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, I glanced at it. I don't think it was interesting enough to actually talk about what it was because oh, fair enough. Story. I was seeing if it was just saying that you know it's going to be a you know a Batman story if they're picking something else. 
But hey, so uh, next up we have... Now, this isn't really news, and I don't know why everyone's treating it like it is, because I feel like this was really obvious from before. But I'm going to mention it, just so that everyone is, is on the same page. So, remember how Doomsday Clock 5 and 6 both get pushed back a month each, and then mm-hmm. later the same day, it's like, oh, no, don't worry, guys, DC, the website, the the, arc, the, the schedule just made a mistake. It's, it's not. It's just... It, the May issues went back a week, but it's fine. Everything's fine. I assumed that then... I think quite rightly that that meant that the, the July issue going to August was also a mistake because it happened at the same time. But mm-hmm. regardless, news this week is them just confirming, no, 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 the, the issue 6 is still coming on July 18th. It's not been pushed back to August. Uh, everyone's kind of treating it like it's been pushed back or moved back to its original date. I don't think it ever really was moved. I think it was just that same mistake that's just now been corrected. That's fair. I think this is just the clarification and you know, yeah. they're just making sure everyone knows. Yeah, that's fine. It's because all it's... Because I saw a lot of people uh, reacting to this, uh, like, oh, this this book keeps going back and forth with the schedule, and I'm like, no, nah, there was a mistake. It was kind of obviously a, a mistake in the first place. So, there it is. So, it's still going to have its break month, right? Yeah, it's still once every other month, yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. So, yes. we get it in, 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 we're getting one in May, right? Yeah, we're getting one yep. in two weeks. Good. <laughs> that's fine. So, what, what were you doing that week, Connor? Why are you missing the show? I don't know. I'm missing, I'm missing a week in June, I think, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think you so, are. Yeah. I, I think I am. So hopefully it's not that one. And oh. uh, I think I'm missing a week in July. I think it's the week before in July. I'm missing though, so I'm okay. Oh, hopefully I something think. happens to the schedule. Like they they push it forward a week. Oh sh- mm, shit! <laughs> no. <laughs> See that is is the week of of my mother's birthday. And depending on if she can get off work oh, or not, that's... it may be the the Saturday that she decides to to have to visit. Oh, that would be a shame if Connor had to celebrate his mother's birthday when we were talking about Doomsday Clock issue six, wouldn't it, Matt? Mm-hmm. That that would not leave me impressed. <laughs> Matt, Matt is so not chatty today. What's up, Matt? Are you okay? You, you feel? No, like... no, yeah, I'm fine. Really good. I'm, making, I'm making fun I, of I Connor. I you... about this back and forth Doomsday Clock stuff. I just I. <laughs> I'll get the book when I get the book. It's fine. Like, it's, none of this news matters to me right now. Go on, make fun of Connor a little bit. Come on. I'll, That's fine. I just... It's a tree up. I don't want to set up him missing a doomsday clock and then him not. Like... <laughs> I I'm actually quite paranoid now. <laughs> it's fine, because if you miss that, then you'll have missed three, because you've missed two already. So you'll have missed three out of six if you miss one more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so next up, t- uh, you'll like this, Matt. Uh, someone was asking Tom Quinn on Twitter about Booster Gold, and he responded, you know, because they were asking, uh, is there going to be more Booster Gold anytime soon? Is, is this the last we've seen of him for a while? And Tom said, yes, this is the beginning of a huge Booster story that puts him at the center of the DCU. More announcements coming. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, the events in this issue mean that he goes to that, that uh, I don't know if it was a mini or that series. Oh, the King Tom King. Yeah. Yeah, PTSD, Sanctuary. Yeah, so. Uh, no, it could yeah. be that. Uh, that would make some sense. But center of the DCU, huge yeah. story sounds a bit bigger than that to me. I'm, I'm intrigued to see as to when, because, I mean, we could we could hear something on, on Monday with the solicits, or it could be that it's not quite that soon. Yeah, it could be more of a, a full-on winter thing, so it won't be starting until, yeah. you know, November, December, or whatever. Right. Uh, so, 
But hey, nah, just, I thought it was interesting, worth mentioning that there's a big booster-centric story coming uh, in some capacity. Uh, also worth mentioning, uh, this was a leak. This, this this should be in the solicits next week, but this was actually a leak by accident. Uh, Michael Schelling, who works for uh, PR at DC, mm-hmm. uh, in responding to a question about Tomasi writing the uh, new Superman animated movie, uh, just happened to mention, oh, he's doing a Tupil of Issue Maxi series called The Adventures of Super Sun starting in August. Just casually, it's like, oops. No, that's okay. <laughs> Don't think I was about to say that. Oh well. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I mean, part—I mean, part of me wonders why not just continue the current series for another twelve issues. But you know, whatever. I think I think it's the fact that they wanted the break in DC. Uh, you know, the big two in general don't do the 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 breaks if they can help. Yeah. It. Whereas you know, like like especially images, it's the kind of the the format right now for image mm. books is they'll do an arc, mm-hmm. take three months off, and then come back and do another arc, right? Yeah, the, the cycle part of me might suggest they just wanted to boost the numbers for another issue one. That said, the more fair part of me would suggest that it's more to do with the fact that because Bendis is coming in and taking over Superman mm-hmm. books, that this feels a bit more separate than Super Sons currently does to the Superman book, and this is just a way to like, sort of make it feel uh, detached yeah, from that. But, and I'm just thinking, at least there's, what, six, seven months between issues? It's not, so, you know, if it had been... What? No. When was the no, last? Two. There's like another issue of Super Sun still to happen. Is there still, is there still more to happen? I, I thought yeah, this, this week. Next week. Oh, yeah, coming up. Sorry, I thought I finished like a month or two ago. So it's two months. Fair, fair enough. That's my In bad. fact, there's one month off. No, two months off. June, July, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which makes uh, sense with the business stuff again. Like that's yeah. immediate. What I thought was yeah. business kind of wants to have a fresh start without having to worry about things. So give it a little space and. Then we can work it in later. Yeah, uh, more to Master Super Sons is always good news, though, so I uh, mm-hmm. can't fault that. Just quickly, I think it's worth mentioning that Alex Ross is doing covers for DC again. He did a Plastic Man variant for issue three of that series. Oh. It's kind of horrifying in, in the best way. Oh, yeah, it's just glorious. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, but he's been doing so many Marvel covers, and it's for whatever reason, it's been a long time since he's done actually DC work. So it's nice to see him back in the, uh, the DC team yeah. uh, doing some covers. I'm sure he's still doing stuff for Marvel. I don't think it's... Uh, you know, any sort of exclusivity oh, no, around like that, but yeah. it's just nice to see that he'll, he'll, be, yeah, he'll yeah. be doing these occasionally. Yeah. It's just nice, so yeah. uh, that's cool. Uh, worth mentioning quickly as well that we got the artists for all the Sandman Universe books that are coming out uh, starting in August. Uh, the Dreaming, which is written by Cy Spurrier, is going to have uh, Matt's favourite, Bill Chris Evely, is going to be doing the art. I know. Uh, Connor, yes. Well, Connor showed me something unrelated, and it might make me pick up an issue of Harley. Yeah, so, he's doing a, a variant for really? 44, which I think is Humphreys has taken over for uh, that. I'll probably yeah. try Humphreys' run when it starts as well. But it's fair. a gorgeous cover, isn't it? It is. Mm. And then uh, <sighs> House of Whispers, which is a Nilo Hopkinson writing, uh, we have uh, Domo Stanton on the art for that. Uh, that's a graduate of the DC Talent Workshop. And then Lucifer, which is written by Dan Waters, is going to have uh, brothers Max and Sebastian Fiamura uh, on that. And then Book of Magic, written by Cat Howard, uh, is going to be have art by Tom Fowler, uh, who's apparently done the Rick and Morty comic, is the, is the credit to uh, an interesting jump, isn't it? That's an interesting jump. Huh? But that, hey, that Rick and Morty comic does really well at a lot of shops. So. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't mean oh, in terms of that's... sales. I just mean style. Mm. That's because... Rick and Morty sells, so it, it really does. Like, it's, it's funny how between uh, season two and three, Rick and Morty became this huge, like, nerd thing that is loved by so many. It was, it was not, probably not, underground for the first couple was. of years, and yep. then it just exploded. Yeah, I enjoy that. Show. Hear what, so 
I'll hear one more thing about it from the middle schoolers at work. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Rub-a-dub-dub, Matt. Rub-a-dub-dub. Uh, I don't care that he was a pickle. I don't need to be yelling that that was last year. Get over it. Uh. Uh, well, they renewed it for 70 episodes, Matt, so don't get... Don't... Yeah, that's right. I, I have zero problems with it. I hear it's a very well-done show, and that's great. It's But it's at the point of Doctor Who where the fans have kind of killed my interest in never watching it just because okay. it has an awful fan base. I said this recently. Yeah. So, you know, and if you like Doctor Who, that's fine. Like, I'm sure you're a fine person, but the people that were all about it, about. Oh yeah. It's, it's all, it's always worth mentioning when you critique a fan base, you're not saying everyone who likes said thing is part of that. Yeah. You know, me, me. And, and yeah. But you, you you don't talk about it like it's, you know, the next greatest thing every time a new one comes on. Matt, you're describing uh, how I feel about Star Wars. I guess, I guess. I mean, but then again, Star Wars fans also annoy me. So I guess I'm just really... Well, I think really what we learn here is, is people annoy you. Well, that, that's, a, that's a given. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny, last night I went to go watch the, the Vegas Golden Knights... Uh, in the playoffs but you know tickets are expensive but you can go outside the arena and watch it and it was great it was good to be part of a community and i went over to my mother-in-law's house after and she was like oh it really wasn't all that bad with all the people you hate people and i was like yeah no it was fine like we scored a goal and the crowd went nuts the other team scored a goal the crowd booed she goes wow it must have not been bad if you had a good time so that's, I guess, just my default setting. Well, I, I think what you're saying here is you're fine when you're on the inside, when you're when <sighs> you're one of them. No, I, no, no, I don't think that's it. I, I think what you're saying here is that when you're part of a crowd that is just like a swarm of people, it's fine because you're all just cheering and booing. Yeah. But when you have to converse with people in a one-to-one or small yeah. intimate setting, and you actually have to hear their opinions on things, then it goes yeah. downhill. Like, I immediately got salty when the other team scored and the group of Winnipeg fans I happen to be standing in front of start jawing like they scored the goal, not the team in the building. Uh, so, of course, I got salty and had to say something, you know? <laughs> so, oh, uh, but, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get it, though. It, it's the fan base. There's there's even it's even DC fans that kind of drive me nuts. So, you know, and that that's my – those are my people. Like – so I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming more misanthropic. Just, just, you're a grumpy old man, man. That's all it is. That's, that's yeah, all it is. Um, all right. So that's actually the DC news. I, did, I just want to. You don't have to comment on it. I just want to mention that Marvel announced an event for later in the year called Spider Geddon. Can I just let that sit there? I just want to let that sit there. That's not uh, a real uh, name. Uh, uh, that's what they're going with. I thought Edge of Venomverse was bad, but Spider Geddon yeah. has come along and topped it. Oh. Well, for the people that brought you the Spider-Verse and the Venom-Verse, now it's the Spider-Geddon. Uh, and what was, your, what was your other take, Pete, with Avengers something? Uh, uh, Avengement Day. And then Avengement a- Day. after that, we'll get Defend Destruction or something. I don't know. Defender Destruction. Uh, <laughs> that one got away from you a bit, didn't it? Uh, uh, any, any, sideways. Hu- <laughs> any, any human... I don't know. I can't think of one for any human. <laughs> so. Well, they already had Inhumanity, so that, there, there's that one. Uh, you know? Joe's, I have to laugh though because I remember. No, admittedly, we've got a lot of DC kind of like crossovers and event things coming up, and we're, we're sort of working through just now. Names. But 
Uh, I have to laugh though because it's actually not been that long since Marvel said, hey, no events for 18 months. And now for the rest of this year, they're teasing, the, the countdown's ha- counting down to some, like some sort of infinity thing. There's Spider-Garden, g- g- Garden, Spider-Geddon, and there's uh, Death Spider- of Inhumans. There's uh, Extermination, which is an X-Men thing that's going to... We've got the Return of Wolverine going on. Oh yeah, that's got like four minis. Well, there's, yeah. yeah, there's these big stories that, while not technically events... They seem like an event. They're yes. not calling it an event. Yeah. And, and let's not remember, they also said only one Avengers book and then announced another Avengers book this week. Yeah, but but I feel like that one, you're talking about West Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's more of like, you know, superior foes. Oh, to, to be fair, like, I have no problem with the book they actually announced. It's just funny because they, they put their, their foot down and said, no, there'll only be one ongoing Avengers book. And then when this was announced, people said, oh, it's only a, a mini. And then Marvel later on said, no, it's not a mini, it's an ongoing. Like, they clarified it. And it's like, okay, so there's two ongoing Avengers books. Do you, do that... you know what I love there, though? Is when Marvel announced a book of this sort of level, people go, well, it's only going to get six or 12 issues anyway, so it's basically a new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can call it ongoing That's... all they want, but... That's where I'm comfortable with picking up Avengers because Aaron's writing it because Aaron doesn't... I mean, outside of Thor, you know, which I don't feel was him, he writes for the long haul, like like Johns would. You know, like each each arc builds on the next one. So I feel okay with getting Avengers. I know it's not going to change in six yeah. issues. Okay, so Avengers. I like, yeah. I like Avengers, Spider-Man, and like a few other books are the ones that you're, you're, you're safe having for a while. Yeah. Like, Dan Slott was on Spider-Man for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is stupidly long. That reign is coming to an end, however. It's finally ending. So, uh, I, I'm going through Johns's uh, Wally run, and I haven't read it in years. Hmm. I didn't realize he was, that initial one was only five years. It felt like... I don't know, maybe we're spoiled because of double shipping now, and like bit, King's so. almost at that number, and it's only been two years. I mean... but. Yeah, I mean, it's like five of those thick trades. Um, you know, it's, well, how many issues is it? It's about, what, 30-something? He went from 2000 to about 2005. So yeah. it was about 64, 65 issues when you can't, yeah. like, and whatnot. Right. Um, uh, I, I'm halfway through the Cicada story right now. And, man, that was good. I, I, I do think it's funny how, you know, 60-odd six, issues is a, a healthy run, right? That's what yeah. we would consider yeah. that. That's yeah. a really good run. Whereas, you know, like I say, we're, we're, closing, you know, we're closing on 50 already. Yeah. With, with these. Yeah, for a couple of them, yeah. Uh, and so. you look at John's on Green Lantern, what did he get? Like 85 when all said and done? Like, um, if you include Blackest Black Night and, like, yeah. you know, other related things, yeah, I think it is about that. Which I think is worth Venditti did almost the same then, like, because yeah. he did it about 80 odd, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going through and, and looking at these run numbers and whatnot, and. I'm just like, wow, it's so weird. Like, that was a legendary long run. It's, and now with double shipping, it's like, oh, well, that's just, you know. It's, it's funny because I was, I, I've been reading through Aaron's Thor at the moment, and it, it got to, I was on, the, I think it was the first issue of Unworthy Thor. That he goes, mm-hmm. all right, that was it. That was, that was my 50th issue of Thor. And, you know, and then it lists all the titles it's spread over. It's like God uh-huh. of Thunder, Thor, uh, you know, the Mighty Thors, Thor. Mighty Thor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's over yeah. like five we're or six. We're going titles. back to Thor now with the the new yeah. number one. Uh, yeah, it's it's over like five or six different titles to get to fifty issues. I'm like, mm. that's insane. I know. What's going yeah. on? 
It's not well, when, when I once those get all collected, it'll be easier because they'll all be in order, and you won't have to worry about the subtitle. Yeah, you're, you know, you're looking forward to those. Aaron Store. The, the oversized hardcovers of the omnibus that'll just put it all neatly in order for you. Uh, that'll yeah, that'll be nice. And you don't have to worry about the number. You know, when it, Mighty Thor got to 700, and they yeah. just renumbered it. You yeah, know, I've got like, that to worry about. Right now, I was like, okay, trying to figure out, okay, when when do I jump into an unworthy so, Thor? I had to find, I had to really Google it to find a, a firm I, answer. As a Thor guy, I got to know what was your favorite story arc so far. I mean, uh, I think it's the, the the first one, right? Yeah, the uh, first uh, like eleven issue one. I, I I'd agree with that. I, I've I've not got it to. God butcher. Um, right, but yeah. I, I will say. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the, the Secret Origin of Mjolnir might be the best issue of the That's, run, and I uh, don't know. I, I remember when that was announced as a thing, and I was like, who's asking for that? Who wants the Secret Origin you know of the Hammer? Jason and, Aaron, oh, God damn it. It's so good. I have a story that, that meshes Norse mythology with cosmic stuff, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, oh, and uh, it's, it's all this you know, gorgeous, like almost painted stuff going on. I'm like... Oh man, that was a hell of an issue, and I didn't. Oh, oh I was just—I thought it was a joke at first when that was announced, oh. but not fair go. play to that. Hmm. Oh, so you're coming up on the end soon, like you're almost. I just finished Unworthy Thought. I'm on about Mighty Thor thirteen or fifteen around there. Fifteen, okay. I want to say. So have you started the Shi'ar stuff? I think that's what I got next. Okay, that—that's a fun time. Yeah, I really yeah. Mighty Thor. Have you seen podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a, a small tweet I saw earlier in the week was uh, Liam Sharp talking about, you know, he's he's his next project he's already started, like because he was tweeting saying, oh, I, I finished, you know, Brave mm. the Bold, so wrapped on that, and someone asked him, he's like, oh, so you, you know, moving on to your next thing soon? Then he's like, oh, I'm already well underway on that. It's you know, it's 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 going, so we can expect it reasonably fingers soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for Liam Sharp Viking Prince uh, mini. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not for you, Pete. It's for me and Connor. All right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He sells uh, his boat you know, into scraps and rumbles. It'll be great. Not to keep putting Marvel too long. I actually did read two Marvel books this week. Yeah, two. two. I know. Because uh, I, I read Avengers number I read, two as well. I read Avengers I feel number like two. This is, I feel like we're vegans going on about it's like, you know, I had a slice of pizza the other day <laughs> and it had a cookie on <laughs> like we're not we're not fully going into the meat but we're like i think we're gonna go with dairy a little you know <laughs> yeah no i read avengers number two and i read x-men red number four which is uh which is great uh, is that tom taylor's one? that's tom taylor's book that's really good uh yeah. four out of six right no that's what i'm going that's... hey no to be fair all new wolverine has 35 issues so i'm you know yeah that's good but uh, that's why I didn't read Red because they're relaunching X Men soon. So we, like, we, why think, am I we, we, we don't know what they're doing with it yet. But yeah, I, I can see it getting a name change like Aaron Star, but it'll still just be. Uh, I remember yeah, there was Taylor's a whole thing when they run. launched when they launched Blue and Gold. They're yep. like, yeah, X Men, and then like three issues in, they were like, by the way, we're doing. I think that was when they announced Legacy, whatever yep. it was. There's yeah. like there's a big thing coming at the end of the year. So I was like. So what's the point in, in getting invested in it? Then, of course, Legacy ended up being a, just a nothing, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, it didn't affect so, it in any way. Uh, yeah, no, Red's, Red's, Red's really good, though, uh, and Gabby's in it, which is the I, best uh, thing ever. I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I did get uh, Domino issue two because I'm a sucker for Gail Simone. Uh, I, might, I might try Domino. I might go back and try Domino. It's, but, it's pretty fun. Uh, for the record, though... I read a quarter of Avengers 1, <laughs> so... Uh, well, for the record, I actually I did like Avengers two more than I liked issue one. 
I I didn't. I liked. I, I thought one was a, a tighter issue. I think two. Some of the other elements weren't working as I well. I just had for more me. fun with two because I, I felt I just, the caveman shit. I don't give a crap about. I just, oh, see, that was some of the be, be, the, the most it's exciting about stuff. What for me, do you care about? I, I no, I, I I don't give a shit about the caveman stuff at all. That, that said, when it flashes to the future and it's Thor and Rogers and Stark, and they're at the the thing and they're at the bar, and Tony mm-hmm. orders a Shirley Temple. I died because of course. Is it a drinking problem? What's, I like them. I keep that. Again. What's funny though is the issue two. Like a lot of people hate issue two, but the reasons why they hate it don't affect me because I've not been reading a lot of the Marvel books that are why people. I hate just them. Dis- I, I I disagree with one of the issues, especially you know the more I think about one it. One of the, the problems. Don't say issues when we're not referring to what it is. All right. What are, <laughs> problems. Yes. One of the problems. I disagree with just because of. Uh, yeah, you know, the more I think about the way it's actually framed yeah. in in the issue, that, it's that, just that's about sense to me. that's about who's sort of behind what's going on. And the other one is that She Hulk apparently her characterization doesn't quite match up with what she's uh, yeah, been in her own book. I, for I a can't while. speak to that, and I don't really care. But, but I did think that stuff was a bit weaker in general. That and the the Ghost Rider stuff in issue two felt a bit just kind of shoehorned well, in. Well, it's Ghost Rider, so what are you gonna do? That was fine. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't my favorite part of the issue, but it was fine. I'll let you know when I guys get there, because yeah. Yeah, so that that was your your five minutes of uh, casual Marvel talk before we go knees deep in uh, in DC. Did, did, just before we were, did, did we all read Venom? Because I know I did. I read issue one of Venom no. because no. of the buzz, and no, it was everyone loves I it. Venom I don't get like it. some people treat like gum on their shoe. I would rather not. So like, it was a, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was, are, a, it was a very well written issue. The art's nice. I just I don't care about the, the concept of it. I don't care about um, all this Matt, like, retcon backstory to the Venom. It opens in a flashback to Viking times. Uh, that, that's cool and all, but it's still Venom. So like I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Like anytime I start caring about Venom, like in Bendis's Guardians of the Galaxy run, they just wipe that all out anyways. So it's like, well, this is the thing of Venom that I like. You're doing the thing that I don't like. I'm gonna stay away. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's loving Venom. I just it wasn't for me. Fair enough. Well, a badly written book, but it means I just, I just don't, I'm not getting it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but hey, all right. So that's your Marvel chunk of time. If anyone who, who who's interested, uh, so we will go on to our actual DC books now. I think. Well, let's start then with the main event of the week. The main event all month, basically. Although, it's going to fight. Week 5 is going to be weird, because we're going to have a No Justice finale, the start of Man of Steel, and an issue of Doomsday Clock. I don't know what's going to headline that week. I'm I'm, I'm flustered even thinking about it. But Doomsday Clock always. It's John's. <laughs> I, I can yeah, live with that. I put my money with that. Yeah, I, I can live with that. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to have a Justice League, No Justice number two, Scott Snyder, James Town the fourth, uh, Joshua Williamson writing, and then Francis Manipal with assistance by Marcus Toe on the art. Did you think Francis Manipal did all the art in all four issues? Well, you're a fool. No, that's all right. I like Marcus Toe, though. They yeah, were... Marcus Toe's fine. Like, I'm just joking, because yeah. I feel like Connor no, was going to make complain about it. <laughs> I, I, will, I will a little. It's a little upsetting. Oh. Um, See, he told yeah. you. I, I just think it's, 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 it's one of those things where... It's other style well. It's fine. They do. It's one of those, if they told me straight up from the start, look, Manipal ain't going to be doing all four. He's going to have help on these issues with these people. I'll be fine for it. I just don't like being told I'm getting four issues of Manipal. Open up my book and go, this ain't See, all See, I didn't think, this is one of those things where he's not George Perez in Avengers vs. JLA, where it took how long for that book to come out because he was drawing everybody, you know? 
So I just kind of figured when they announced it, something that weekly, you know, he's not going to... He's got enough time ahead that, that he could have done, but apparently not. Well, this, uh, well, I'll just go through, we did this with the first issue, we'll just go through it. This, this is, uh, let's give this the attention it, it deserves as being the main, main DC event thing going on right now. So, I'm at the Wallers in, in the Arctic, uh, near the fortress, uh, three miles mm-hmm. specifically. Because uh, it's funny, because when they said that at the start, I was like, oh, so she's going to end up at the fortress by the end of this issue. But no, nothing to do with it, it just, it just happens to be close by the fortress. When you yeah. just put it near the fortress, it's fine. Uh, but she's arguing with General Lane. All, all shit's going down. She, she's trying to track... Because she'll, what she'll learn from Brainiac, she'll learn about this seed uh, on Earth. So she's looking for the seed. But Oliver Queen shows up, Green Arrow shows up, and he's like, what the hell's a Justice League Waller? What have you done now? Uh, and that's kind of just our, our opening teaser. But we'll just stick on that plot, though, rather than jumping uh, between them. Uh, I just want to yeah. tell you, just on the transition there, yeah. uh, it's fantastic. Because, you know, where the hell's the Justice League? And then we cut to, you know... Kolu. Uh, where the hell the Justice League is? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that caption's pretty funny. Yeah, it's 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 really feeling like the the tone from Metal has carried over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, as and more than that, when we get to some some of Star Wars fantastic lines later. Uh, Star Bro. Star Star Bro, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna do it every time till you just say it out of habit. Do you know what it is? I'm just not the kind of guy who says bro, so I don't. I'm not gonna use it. Or am I? But he is a bro. So. Like Matt says bro, that's Matt's dialect. I just it's just not in my my bro, range. Dude, guy. I use them all. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm more inclined to d- drop, like, a, I don't know, a really harsh word or something instead of bro. But mean it in a nice way. I, I-, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Take it off the words you can say. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so, so this Amanda Wall stuff, uh, I mean... I, I did roll my eyes a little bit when we found out that, that most of the other heroes on Earth have been like trapped in containment cells. I'm like, oh really? Didn't we do that in Metal, where like a lot of them Gosh. got trapped for a time? <laughs> well, these ones though were the were the team members that were, you know, that's why Green Arrow wasn't or Supergirl. They're not a part of these teams that took on Brainiac. Okay, yeah, that's, that's you know? yeah, it's because Brainiac but, took them out still. Yeah. So yeah. Instead of taking them up to his ship and taking them off, he's like, right, right you you you're getting in a in a tube. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. I just I feel like this is one of these tropes that happens a lot in these events where a lot of the heroes we're not using. We're just we're going to have some weird reason why they're not around. Yeah, take yeah. them off the board. Yeah, and I think it would just be fine to say, oh, they're they're around fighting minions. <laughs> you know, don't have to necessarily delve into it. I think it's it too fine much. with some of them, but when you've got like I think it's it's like Aquaman's a weird one because obviously he's a you know he's a big leaguer. And yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Why, why is he not? Yeah, Brainiac's basically said, like he's, the... he's useless. So we're not bringing him. <laughs> Harley Quinn, oh, we're, we're, we've got, you know, 500-foot Celestials. Let's throw Harley Quinn at them, but Aquaman's staying at home. I, I think it was like, well... She, she's what? crazy. <laughs> she is. I think, I think Brainiac decided that he couldn't keep Aquaman hydrated enough off-planet. Yeah. <laughs> Color's a... It, it's a... What, what is... Morrison had the best... Is he, techno-organic? No, that's X-Men. He had called them something along that that way to where they're biological but they're not organic, like it's this weird thing with the, the Kaluans. So you know they maybe they don't have water there. Uh, just and you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but uh, they split the art by everything on Kolu's Manipal, right, and then everything on Earth is yep is a uh, tool. I, I believe so. That's not yeah. a bad way of splitting it's a pretty it. Pretty neat split. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gives them a different feel, so you, you actually almost buy a different atmosphere just because mm-hmm. the art looks different. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so basically we find that they get to this this seed, 
And it's like, shit, this is... I mean, hell, like, Waller convinces Oliver to work with her because he's, he's just kind of, like, mm-hmm. desperate. And there's also a little tease saying, hey, this thing that Oliver that led him here, read the Green Arrow Annual by the Bensons to find out what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the that's this month, yeah, it's in a couple of weeks, it's week five. Yeah, cool. So, uh, we can read that uh, in a little bit and find out what that's all about. It's interesting that's coming out the same week as the final issue of this, but I, I guess it's like it's connected, but it's not necessarily super important either. It's, I, I don't feel like I'm missing a chunk of story by not having read it yet. No, but I want to know where, because I always feel like he, he is a member of the Rogue Justice League, hmm. if that makes any sense. Like, he doesn't play well with others, so that's why he wasn't there, you know. Well, the whole hard traveling hero arc in uh, Percy's run was yeah. kind of, you know, exploring that yeah. and how he relates to the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. So, what I uh, love, though, is when they find the seed, it's like, oh, wait, it's already been activated. Oh, Brainiac must have had a failsafe in case anything happened to him. Oh, thanks, Waller. Come on now. She, she is dense. It's her way or no way, right? Pretty much. So. Oh. She, she she's royally screwed earth she is actually single-handedly doomed the planet with her yeah. arrogance I, I appreciate that that he calls her out on this shit though it's like really yeah just had to go and do it didn't you yeah yeah just had to assemble all the psychics and go poking where you weren't supposed to poke well, yep damn waller <laughs> damn it um so no so that, that, that was the Aquaman crossover make you read that <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that like that that gave me a chuckle that Waller's that much of a screw up. I, I was getting serious feelings of you know when you're watching Legends of Tomorrow and like Ray's screwing up again, you're like, oh god damn it, Waller. But but at least Ray's a bit more lovable. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, you're not supposed to like her by design. Like, yeah. Nah, that's that's completely fair. So on to Kolu then. Kolu, where lots of big things happen. First of all, big, that first big giant monster is just gorgeous yeah, on that first panel. That first panel's great. There's so much atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He's coming through the the, 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 the smoggy blue clouds and that's so good. Yeah, it feels huge. I uh, want that just blown up as a you know, that that's my new desktop background, that panel. Oh really? Yeah. Was it big enough so that it's uh doesn't look like shit? Yeah, why wouldn't you get the other the H D version blow up nice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's um, so no, so then obviously we have the league all trying to figure out what's going on. The all, all the 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 guard droids on Kolu are designed to target anything that's Brainiac tech because obviously Kolu don't aren't very fond of Brainiac for obvious reasons. All right. Uh, so they're dealing with that, and because they're all wearing Brainiac tech in their suits, they're all getting attacked. Uh, I want to point out uh, Starro's uh, love of Atom. He's like, "Ha! Right through his brain pan. I like you, tiny man." <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. This is the most I've ever liked Starro. I know, he has great. the best line of the issue, which we will get yeah. to. Yeah, yeah we're, getting, yeah, we're getting to that. So they basically figure out that there's four trees on Kolu, each one representing the different things. Wisdom, wonder, so on, so on. And uh, it's okay, right, So and they're each drawn to the one that's relevant to their team. And there's a bit of a debate where Batman's like, nah, we're going to redistribute ourselves into our own teams because we're you know, the Justice League. We're not trusting that. And I actually love that just to go back to the last issue with uh, Jean and Lexi's kind of like weird understanding of each other, the camaraderie, even though, you know, the obvious differences. They're like, hey, yeah. Jean, do you want to tell him or should I? He's like, by all means, Luther, you go ahead. And it's basically them two being kind of the smartest people there, arguably, are like, look, Brainiac is like the smartest being there is. Like, And I hate to admit that because I'm like freaking Luther. Uh, <laughs> but if he put us in these teams for a reason, we have to follow that plan. That is why we're here. Yeah. I like that it's Lex because he does have a tie to the Justice League. 
because yeah. he's been fighting side by side with them. So, uh, but yeah, so I like that it was Lex that, that put that out, not any of the other heroes. You know, because yeah. Martian Manhunter saying it, like, yeah, it makes sense. But it really has the impact coming from Lex, because we know how arrogant he is. It is. It, it, it takes a lot for him to admit he's not the smartest mm-hmm. man in the universe. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I just I like it as well because having like a villain and a hero kind of both agreeing about this, mm-hmm. can, it kind of like it does that weird, really neat thing where it kind of shows that everyone in between should agree with them because it's the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, I really like neat. that layout underneath too because you have Superman on one side and then you have Lex on the other. You know, so that just shows the the balance there. It's yeah. Super cool again. And Harley is almost dead in the middle, like. You know? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, and of course, Batman's like, look, all right, fine. There's at least one leaguer on each team. I can live with that. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, fine. So we can all sort of oh. keep track of our own teams. Uh, so that all makes makes sense. So they go after the trees, um, and we, we, you know, they're all at their various trees. There's, there's sort of two that we focus on more in this issue because there's two that we don't really get to see what they are yet. But two of them that we do focus on, Entropy, of course, turns out to be a prison where you know lots of criminals are being held, uh, and then the, the mystery one uh, turns out to be what they're calling a nursery, and that turns out to be lots of planets that are shrunken in bottles. Because uh, they bring up that Brainiac's tech is Kolu tech. He, he took it and bastardized it for his yeah. own means, but this was something that came from Kolu. And they're like, oh, should we release them? Well, that would create chaos. These are, these are dormant worlds. That, I mean, they're, they're alive in the bottles, but they've been gone from the universe for so it would long. It a mystery because it's like, yeah. oh, all these things that yeah. are there now, it's all new. Yeah, so, so they power the mystery, but they agree they have to let them out. But they weren't imprisoned for bad reasons. Like Superman says, no, no, they were put yeah. there to you know, keep, keep them safe. Keep safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. It's, it's, all, it's, all I can think of is, is when in John's Brainiac arc, Mm. At the end, they let go of Candor and all the problems it creates. But they'd also let go this this colony from Titan. And that's where uh, Saturn Girl's descendants are from. Mm. So there's this whole, you know, Brainiac's responsible for the Legion of Superheroes. You mean ancestors? Because, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Eh, not descendants. The other one. The yeah, other way around, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But, like, so I like here that Kalu is responsible for... Maybe some of these other planets in the future that, you know... That makes sense. I, I, just, I love the idea, because I feel like I've not seen it explored that much, where it's like, no, no, Brainiac's bottling tech was used for something good before he started tinkering with it and started stealing planets. Before he got selfish. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, there was a purpose it, for it. He became all of us when we're trying to get that, you know, super rare whatever, and he just wants them all. So <laughs> instead of saving the planet... He saves a piece of it. He's, he's playing it, Pokemon with planets. Is basically what he's doing. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, when they first get to, because the, there's a great uh, two-page layout where it's like it's columns and it's each tree and the teams are commenting mm-hmm. on them. Uh, yeah. Again, I need to comment on the Star Wars line uh, where they're describing. Oh, like there's we don't know what's inside. There's a bubble. Yeah, we can't scan it. We can't scan it. And then Star Wars like you're saying it's a mystery. I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a sense of humor. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so they, obviously they all they all deal. They all they all end up fighting various things around it. They get inside. We see the nursery. Uh, meanwhile, Team Entropy's getting inside the prison. Uh, there's some fun stuff with the action where basically Beast Boy's kind of freaking out, and Lobo actually gives him a pet. A, a pet. I can't talk. believe I'm saying this, but Lobo and yeah. Beast Boy is a fantastic pairing. It kind of is. Yeah. Not only does Beast Boy turn into a giant freaking lion, 
he then picks up Lobo because Lobo's like a chain weapon. He, he grabs the chain in his mouth and then swings Lobo into something, an enemy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Beast might be the MVP well. so far. The way you know, because he, he had all his great stuff with Batman mm-hmm. and now yeah. Lobo. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, Be- this. Beast Boy and Starro, the standouts so far in terms of the at least the comedy, if nothing else. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, obviously Jean's been a bit of a standout as well. Just, just nice to have him back in a, a prominent role where he's making a lot of sense. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we get our big affair though when they get into the prison. Obviously, Team Mystery's getting into the nursery and they're deciding what they're going to do. Um, also, I love that Starro calls Jean uh, Marty at one point. Yeah. Yeah. For Martian, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like I say, Starro, great, it's fantastic. Uh, so the big cliffhanger though is to get inside the prison, and just as they're getting in there, basically like, wait a minute, like our our suits aren't letting us do various things. Like these these Brainiac suits are, are stopping us from um, doing various things. And obviously, you know, Jean was talking to everyone. He was using Starro to like, you know, em- amplify his tele- you know, his telepathy out so he can talk to everyone. But just as they're realising this, that there was an ulterior motive, and there's a reason why they're going into this prison, is that there's someone in there who's feeling the entropy, someone who's feeling it more than anyone else in this prison. And our big final page, where the big title you know, page comes up, um, is we have Brainiac 2.0, we have Vrildrox, technically the who, second. Cause that's who the, Batman knows. Who Batman knows. Yep. That, yeah, that's well worth mentioning. Um, well, I didn't see this coming, so points. Nope. That is fantastic. Snyder somehow didn't spoil this part. <laughs> nope. John, I think I think that's my favorite thing about you know Snyder's talking. You know he he'll spoil all sorts of things, but somehow there's still enough left that you know he spoils so much that you feel like you must know everything going in. Yeah. And yet, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, Brainiac 2.0. Matt, do you want to give the, the audience a, a history lesson as to who Brainiac 2.0 is? Yeah. So he is the son of Brainiac. And although he, he, being the son of Brainiac, he has a huge ship on his shoulder. So he doesn't want to be known as Brainiac's son. Uh, so he goes and does the opposite of what Brainiac would do. Yeah, he's, he's and, good. He's, he tries to be a hero, essentially. Yeah, and so he goes and, but he does it in a very Brainiac way. Yeah, so, very cold. You know, yeah, and so like he takes over a sector and kicks the Green Lanterns out and is like, no, we, we're a private police force and we're going to run this sector. And everything comes through us. And that was a that was a series called Rebels. Uh, he was also part of Legion, which is L E G I O N, with you know. Yeah, not uh, not Legion of Superheroes, a different entity. No. Yeah. But and it was, it was very similar. Uh, Rebels was a follow up kind of to that. Very similar in tone. Yeah, because if, if, if kind my... of like the Legion of Superheroes, but they're a you know private institution. If my limited knowledge on this stuff uh, is is correct, uh, he he is. He's a big part of Legion, and then when Legion goes bad, because they eventually uh, go down the sort of dark path, mm-hmm. he actually becomes a big part of Rebels, who are there to counter Legion. It's kind of, it's kind of like yep. he's, he's policing his own thing after after it goes bad. Yeah, because of his thing got corrupted, and then so he ends up, you know, creating a a balancing force for that corrupted force that he created to begin with. I, I did see so, some uh, some speculation on this that perhaps Legion or Rebels is. Uh... One of the you know the you know the other team that Snyder mm. mentioned is going to have a, a portal in, in the Hall of Justice. Justice. Yeah. Maybe I just don't know because these guys are so cosmic that mm. why do they need to preoccupy with Earth? You know. No, but that's fair. I mean, uh, I'm I'm fine with this. This is the cosmic DC that I just love. 
Like Tony Bedard's Rebels, one of my favorite runs. Like he reinvented Starro as Star Conqueror, and that was a whole real cool thing. Uh, well, which I'm sure it's good, like, but it's not hit. measuring up to this to, to this Starro. Uh, well, he's wisecracking. No, no, no. But it was it was so something sick. that had never been done before. It actually anthropomorphized like the big Starro creatures that we know were just vessels for this, you know, alien overlord that was the Star Conqueror. So, mm. you know, uh, but no, he is sardonic. He's he's gonna like he is Luthiac. Like he is all the the good stuff that we like about Brainiac and Luther in one vessel. So I'm glad you explained gonna... that because when you said Luthiac, I didn't really quite catch what you said. I was like, what, what did he just say? <laughs> yeah, like like on the Justice League cartoon, which again, you know, I feel like Snyder is drawing from heavily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, given the lineup so... of Justice League that's coming up, uh, that makes I mean, a lot of I mean, sense. He often during his Batman run uh, drew from the the Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah we had a, we had an entire couple of issues just dedicated as like a homage to that stuff. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's he's clearly a fan of that era, and you know, he, so it, it doesn't surprise me that we're kind of getting him doing the same now in Justice League. No, yeah. so we don't know what's in the other two trees. So we, we know two of them now. Uh, we're presumably getting the next two next issue. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm assuming this this four issue series is basically going to be can we save Kalu? Yes, yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. sure they'll maybe deactivate the seed on Earth as well, perhaps or. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so someone will. Yeah. You know, but I, I feel like they can defeat these Celestials from Kalu by, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be something that they, they create all the wonder to counteract all the wisdom and mystery and, and all that. Mm. Not, yeah, so it, obviously, not to forget that the T's and the, the DC Nation did have the Celestials showing up, the, the Omega Titans <laughs> that yeah. show up on Earth. So I, I wonder if yeah. they're just not fully dealt with. In this run, and maybe that's why we have all the teams still for Justice League. You know, they're not the exact same teams, but we have a multitude of teams. Yeah, we have, we have Odyssey, we have Dark, and so on. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but hey, no, I assume we enjoyed the issue, though. We've not really talked about quality oh, per se. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I had a blast. First thing I read, uh, big yeah, bombastic, smelling all the way through it, dealing with all these various. It'll DC be characters. the first thing I read next week too. Um, after that, I'm not sure. Yeah, week four. Yeah, again, week five. I, I don't is a know where one. I start on week five. There's the clock. No justice in Man of Steel. I mean, I know you're going to read Man of Steel first because you're Connor, but uh, yeah, but, yeah, but still a big week. Yeah, it's a huge week. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, week five is like full of interesting things. Yeah, hey, the Green Arrow thing. Like, oh yeah, I mean that, be, that pales a bit compared to those other main three things. Oh, but yeah, fine. That's, but that's I'm talking, I suppose I'll read that too. Yeah, but I'm not talking in order of reading. I'm just saying that's adding to the, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure, it's quite yeah. a meaty week, yeah. 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 Given that when we started the show, week five was this barren wasteland and we had to think of things to fill it with. Uh, now they're hitting us with all this stuff. It's no longer. Uh, so, yeah. there, there we go. Uh, that's no justice issue too. Uh, having a blast. Uh, it was nice, mm-hmm. to, nice to be, be positive. It's funny because I feel like every so often we'll, we'll get a comment from like a new listener who says, uh, oh, it's... It's nice to hear DC fans being like positive about a lot of DC stuff. Like, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of other comic shows oh. that are down on DC for whatever reason. I don't get it, but um, <laughs> I'm just a of course you don't, I'm a little DC fanboy, so I and and believe me, I've had my low times with DC. It was from 2011 to, to- about 2014, so. 
Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be more specific than that. It was it was September 2011 to about April 2016. No, because by by 2014, I was just depressed and just dealing with it. So it wasn't. I think there was still a point where you know they, they were you know when we got to like DCU. I I, I stand by that yeah. initiative. It, there, there was yeah. a lot of good stuff in that. I won't, and then convergence happened, and I wanted to quit reading comics altogether. I mean, don't don't, don't talk about that. Yeah, that didn't happen. Why are you trying to convergence back? Come on now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys are offering things to right, like Connor's Corner and Pete's uh-huh. section. Y'all should make them read Convergence. Uh, Matt, how's about no? How's yeah. about no? I'm just putting that out there. Oh, no, actually, what? Like, the Brainiac too to to you guys. I I would even mind reading Convergence. I'm sure Convergence would be fine. Yeah, you would no. say that would. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's it's a delightful read. He's trying to do reverse psychology. He is. He is. He's trying to convince us that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Never. But inside, he's like, please, please don't make me do Make that. the Scots one suffer. Yeah. Well, it's looking like Connor's going to have to read some Brimstone next month, so, you know, he, he, he's going to have to suck it up. Oh, man, I'm hitting Twitter hard now. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is no justice. Obviously, we'll be back next week with issues. Yeah. But, uh, but good stuff. Before we, we move on, we did get a request, didn't we, for the end of the books? Oh, yes, we're writing books, though. Uh, we're we'll trying it at least. It. We're going yeah. to try it for a couple of weeks. We'll see how it goes. If people hate it, then we'll, we'll, we'll reconsider. But what, what, what if I hate it? You don't get to say, Matt. Uh, <laughs> the, the people are more important than you. Uh, common good, that's fine. You're more important than Connell, though, just, just for the record. Well, you know, I have a soul, so it's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I've got cider. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ratings. And a drinking problem. Connor. I do not have a drinking problem. It's just a lovely summer's day, and I want a nice toffee what? apple cider. That's what people with drinking problems say. I'm sure you can quit anytime you want, right? I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. I like yeah. my drink. Yeah. It's nice. All right. So, what do you guys rate this? Yes, Connor. Rate. Uh, let me have a look. What did I give it? I I gave this an eight. Give it an eight. Matt. <laughs> I too gave it an eight. <laughs> if y'all make me go first, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, I will. I think I'll. I'll I think I'll go slightly higher. I'll go say eight point five. Uh, oh, yeah. just, it's all out of ten, of course. I didn't know we were doing points. I thought we were doing clean numbers. You can do point fives. No, well, then mine's an eight point five too. <laughs> For, for reference, I gave the first issue an 8.5. This gets knocked down a little bit because it's not all maniple. Yeah, for reference, I gave the first issue a 9. So I went down a 0.5 as well. I didn't, um, I didn't rate the other one, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun just to make Matt rate everything. It's just, it's going to it be... is. Because for me, I, I do it anyway as I'm reading them. So I I've, I've just have to refer back to what I jotted down. Because you guys are, are Kaloan deep down. You have that clone DNA. You have to create columns like... Y'all have spreadsheets in your brain, and I don't. I have, like, uh, one of those word balloons where everything is just jumbled up. And have you guys seen those? Uh, no? Are you thinking of like a mind map kind of thing? Kind of, kind of. And it's just whatever floats, you know, uh, okay. whatever I'm supposed to do in the moment, you know. It's a collage of ideas. The, the, the rating thing will be weird for a few weeks until we kind of 
because obviously everyone has a, a slightly different scale, but you can judge from reference. So, you know, I, I gave this slightly lower than, than what Peter did and, and Matt did, but over, over a few weeks, you'll kind of see it balance yeah. as to, okay, you know what to expect from more no, people. Like, what an 8 means to, to each of us. For no, 8.5 8, 8. because uh, still big and cosmic, lots of fun moments, but down just slightly for the, the tropey, rid of the rest of the heroes in containment tubes, and the obviously the, the arts changed. Uh, yes. So I think I got an extra point five just for real drop, real docs. Man, that's a hard word for me to say. <laughs> All right, real let's move on. Docs. Let's move on. Batman forty-seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom King writing Tony S. Daniel on the art, and this, of course, is the end of the gift. This is the three-part story uh, in the alternate timeline because Booster has pulled a bit of Amanda Waller and screwed up royally. Uh, <laughs> So, so I'm just gonna be upfront. I had some problems with this, and I'm sure once we talk it out, those problems will will melt away. Hmm. But I have some timey wimey issues here. Timey wimey. So, What's your timey wimey issues? So, booster create the, the the let's call it a pocket universe now, right? Sure. Where where the the Waynes didn't die until much later, and they still die, and it creates this let's say Punisher version of Bruce Wayne, right? But then Skeets gets takes them back to Crime Alley right before they die, and Skeets and Booster come in, right, from from before, like past Skeets and Booster. Yeah. But Batman, or Punisher Bruce, shoots past Booster, right, and kills him because he disappears, if he did that, wouldn't future booster cease to exist? Because now none of this happened. Um, well, I'm going to counter that by saying, did past booster definitely die? Yeah, he I, shot, I, I didn't see sure. him disappear. Did he? he? He definitely gets shot and he falls. Yes. Okay, but that would have changed everything from him, right? I'm just using time travel rules here. And it's not really a closed loop, so we, we can't do those time travel rules. So this one is that him being shot would have altered what he does with Bruce. Yeah, it's a paradox. But uh, right. I, I assume because he is a time traveler and he has to be able to change things, the fact you know the, the fact that he knows about an outcome in the first place and then changes it is a is a paradox in itself. So his tech must have something that allows these things to occur. But but then, so I, this is what, what I'm having trouble with is Skeets, though. Is, there's a second Skeets now because it gets blown up and Skeets from the past, right? So that Skeets from the past is there because Skeets from the future got destroyed. It's just creating all sorts of these loose threads, you know. And I just, I don't know how this scenario plays out for Booster to be the booster he is at the end. You know? I think you're overthinking it. Like I say, I think it's just a paradox. So it his tech just allows it to work as a straight line from his perspective. Yeah, that just doesn't gel with the booster I, 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 th- I think it's, time the, travel it's, stuff. It's, it's the only way he can change anything and then change it back. Because otherwise he'd never remember what he did. He'd never learn from anything. And Right, but, but as we know in the DC Universe time like this is a fixed point so there's things that are like set in concrete if the concrete's still 
pliable, then you can change things. Something like Batman's parents and this whole side universe and whatnot, where at the end Booster goes nuts. I just don't know how any of this still happens with the time travel rules. So it's like King just threw them all out to tell the story, you know? It's, well, it's not happened. It's, it, they've stopped it. No, but he's saying but not because to, to Booster it happened. Yes, the boost, Booster still remembers all of it. It still all happened to Booster. Right, but it's not... Oh, man. Sorry, King gets I, I, me. I think he's saying that Booster shouldn't have been able to experience it in the first place because right, he because... shouldn't have been able to save the Waynes because DC is saying, no, that's a fixed point. You can't change well, that. Well, there's as... that. Plus, when he goes back, because they go back right before, right, Booster and Skeets go to, to stop it, to, to give him the gift in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you that cheese plate joke, right? By that Bruce being there this time, it completely alters what past Booster has done to lead to future Booster to get to that point which with is, the Punisher. Which is kind of the point anyway, because Booster was always going to go back and stop himself from doing it. Because even, even like original Booster in the past, when he shows up, he's like, oh hey, I'm already back from the future to stop me from doing this. <laughs> like He actually says that, essentially. Uh, I must have missed that part. I must have been so in the time you wanted me to miss. So he, he's fully aware of what he's doing. Um, younger Booster being shot is kind of weird, but I don't necessarily think yeah. that I don't know if DC's ever really played with the whole the the future one will fade away because the younger one was, you know, killed. Yeah, but that's just that's just time travel though. Like you, I look at time travel like a straight line still, right? Like yeah, you can jump at points in time, but that one character is still going through it linearly. I think you have to so not if, look at it as a straight you, line then for this version. Yeah, there's, there's, well, that that, means, there's different versions that, of time that travel means, that work differently. That means that there's a pocket universe booster, then, and that's him now. Like, because this is not the same booster that that jumped back in the past. If it's not a straight line, this is like this it, is no, like this it, is why it, I didn't it, like. It is Primus. from his perspective. That that's why I'm saying his tech must have something that allows him to stay in existence when he changes things, because otherwise he would just fade away. So the fact that this version does experience all of it and comes back. Do you know what's so funny? I, I saw so much negative stuff online about this 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 arc and this issue this week, but none of it, it had anything this. to do with this. And I'm <laughs> and I'm not negative on it. I'm just look. We all know I'm the Booster Gold fan here, right? I'm pretty familiar with the different time travel stuff yeah. in in the DCU. This is a new one, and we all know how I am with new things. Go back and watch uh, our Mister Miracle review, where. Oh, yeah. For number one, where, where they talked me into it, and it's become one of my favorite things. And I not I put this up there in not with quality, but with how it broke my brain. You know, I, I think, I think it, it may very well be a new time travel for this, but I think it's 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 a version I've seen elsewhere. So I've just accepted. Okay, we're doing that one. Yeah, from various other like sci-fi movies or. Yeah, I, I, I don't I think wish... I feel like there's a set time travel for DC. This, this or... is the only the only thing I ever get dogmatic with is with uh, comic book continuity. Everything else, I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, that changed. But I guess it's one of my own things. I wish I could just put it this way: you know? for, for here, nothing changed except to Booster. He, he if to him, every, right. everything changed. 
So he experienced it all. He lived through it all. His tech, his time travel tech allowed I, him to, to I might, experience it. I might have to tweet at King and ask him what the mechanics are. <laughs> Just because I need to know. Well, I think that's the big thing for me is that Booster going through this is kind of the point. Like, the end of this issue is dark as shit. And it's really depressing. And it's like Booster screws up things so badly that he, when he comes back, because obviously I did, I did enjoy some of the stuff. I obviously the banter between Booster and, and Skeets is great. Um, that that cheese tree argument, the oh you cheated and you didn't finish your abs thing, and all the rest of it. Yep. And when he's like, hey Bruce, because because Bruce is the one who's like he spent a year building Skeets so that he can go back in time. He's like, oh it won't work without the right. The, the right voice. So that's why he goes to Booster, who's got the big beard and all the rest of it. And Gene in the Batcave. And he's like, hey. Can, like t- tells tell the robot tell Skeets to take us back to this day. He's like, oh, it doesn't work like that. You have to like say an event, an event, right? It's like, okay, take me back to before my parents died. And I, I just I love that pile of going. Yes, yeah, Skeets, you heard the man. Take us back to before his parents died. Wink. <laughs> it's like the original yeah. time his parents died. Uh, yeah, I, I got kicked out of that. Um, yeah, it was it was very Rocket and Guardians too. Mm, yeah, it was yeah. Am, am I am I winking with? Ah, uh, they can see me winking. Okay. Yeah. I, I I do question how Bruce saw him winking because he was turned away, hand up, and and, yeah. and, and Bruce's like, "You just so, winked." I'm like, "He's got his back to you." Yeah. Because he put his hand up. It was obvious he was doing something he didn't want yeah. to see. <laughs> it's like when someone goes, when when someone messes up the when you go to talk to someone, you put the hand up, you put it on the wrong side. It's like one of those type of deals, you know. Deduction. Uh, so, also, Matt, you yeah. make I think it's going maybe slightly a little bit. I don't know, hard to tell. A little bit of a pop. Too bad. We call it brainiacing, but we can't call it doxing because that's something else on the internet. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, no, so that's just doxing. So he goes back in time, and like he ends up getting his younger self shot. And after Bruce Wayne, Punisher Bruce Wayne with a big machine gun from this new timeline, hears his parents be shot in the alleyway. Uh, he commits suicide. He puts a gun to his head and blows his brains out. I love out. how this parallels to the start of this story. You know, uh, Booster watching Hal Jordan do the towel, this to yeah. yeah. It's the same and thing. Because we, we get that one page at the end where he's telling, you know, Batman and Catwoman, you know, regular Batman and Catwoman, what he's done. And he's, he keeps saying how he can't... He keeps cl- cleaning his visor, but he can't get the, the blood off of it. It's very Macbeth, right? You know, yeah. she keeps washing her hands to get the blood she off, but there's nothing out, there. Out damn spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, damn, this is like so broken. Um, I know some people have not been thrilled. They've not liked the characterization of Booster. They feel he's out of out of whack. Yeah, that that was my other takeaway. And I feel like they've done a lot of work to make him like, yeah, he's a goofball. But when he's running around the time stream, he's actually a serious hero, and he's good at his job. In between Action Comics and and this. I feel like he's just back to being that bumbling well, idiot. Well, this I, is the thing. I feel like this is a different version to the one we just got in Action Comics, and hmm. I, um, I, I, I suspect this is a younger Booster Gold. I know well, he's time traveling, so that, that's the weird yeah. thing with Boosters. We can actually jump around where uh, he is in characterization. Right. I, I, I did say this <laughs> yeah. in the first issue because because you know we just did this whole thing with with Action with Superman, where he's like, no, no, no we can't do this. We just can't. Right. Yeah, I wonder if this is the story of how he learns the consequences of messing with time when he's not supposed to. Right, and uh, like, uh, yeah. I feel like this is this is him younger. He was bumbling, of course, but, uh, you know, and then he... like, now this is where he becomes if... serious. If you're going to change a character that drastically, right? I mean, let's take away him being in a past version and whatnot. 
you better have a pretty damn good ending and a reason why. And I feel like King does stick it because Booster is broken by the end of this. Yeah, you know? and as as we said earlier, King said, "Oh, there's a big Booster story coming. Like he's yeah. going to be the center of this I, big I, thing." I, I do think it's fair to to criticize the the characterization though, yeah. because it is very different to what we just got, <laughs> and I, I think the story justifies it to an extent. Uh, you know, yeah, like, well, especially the ending leaves it in a really interesting place for the next see, story. It might be wrong. I, I feel like you can mess up characterization, and it can be wrong, and it can be bad. Here, I feel like it's wrong, but not bad, because he sells that relationship with Skeets. He still is, you know, bumbling through and making wisecracks and I think, and whatnot. I mean, forgetting you the know, fact that we had a booster story recently in something else, where we are yeah. we are assuming that's an older booster after he's learned his lessons here. Yeah. Just on its own, this does feel like, no, this is him learning the consequences of messing with time irresponsibly like this. I think this, this feels like a version of booster. Like I said, we, we've done yeah. bumbling booster before. It's not the most recent mm-hmm. version, but we have done it. This feels yeah. like a version that I can recognize, even if it's not the, the current. Yeah, version. this feels like booster before Ted, even though he references Ted. This is kind of very much who he was before. Yeah. I can't believe it's not the Justice League and, and that stuff. And mm. I, I think it's it's funny because obviously we had the same thing happen with with Poison Ivy, right? In in this run where yeah. people were like, "That's not where Poison Ivy is right now," and we got a whole retraction arc. But it, so I hope we don't have to go through that. But but again, with that Poison Ivy stuff, it can be wrong but still good, and they still enjoyed where that went, even if the ride there was a little bumpy. You know, mm. same here. There's a lot of good here. Like, I the think fact, that's like, no I, matter I, what you do to Bruce, if you take his parents away, that's his driving force, and he's going to mm. do what he can to make it right. In whatever I think that's is stronger than the Ivy arc because I, th- I think the actual drama and what it's doing to Booster's psychology is a lot more. Yeah. It, it feels a lot closer to something like Mister Miracle, where I'm getting this like depression from it. Where, it, where, yeah. where it was, that's where King thrives. It's putting the, the heroes through absolute hell. <laughs> and, and, oh, you, lo- you, you love doing this thing every Wednesday. Here, enjoy this. <laughs> so the, the difference for me between the two arcs, obviously, I, I did not like the Ivy arc. I do like this. Is this has a plot. This has a story to back yeah. up, whereas the the Ivy one to me felt like a vehicle for banter loose. and then an apology. Yeah. Whereas this is mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a plot here. There's there's a a character drive for Booster as well as how it how, you know seeing how this affects other people. Yeah. So that said, I got King writing two of my favorite characters in arcs, so I'm I'm okay with that. Oh, about that Booster? Yeah, quite right, Matt. Yeah, shut up. Uh, but. But yeah, and I think he writes a, a good booster. He is quippy still, even though he's very um, from from Treasure Island, the guy that got left on the island, and he's just crazy from being left by himself. Mm. He's he's very much like that when we see him in this issue. Oh yeah, that beard looked like great. Daniel's art yeah. here was great. Yeah, it's, it is yeah. and and he's just quipping away and and whatnot. It's, and when it's, you know, it's, comes it's a coping mechanism for booster, and that shows here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and no, I, I like that show a lot. I, I think it's probably my favorite of the three of the arc because it, it, it's the one that makes the big dramatic point. Ha, Booster at the end being so broken, like hit, it hit like the dramatic point it was supposed to. Where I'm, I feel this, I feel that he is just a mess now, and we have to deal yeah. with him. So uh, I, I think this would be interesting to come back to. And I obviously King's saying that they will come back to it. So uh, well, we'll it's see just a question of whether it'll be King or someone else. 
Yeah. Uh, given that this lines up with maybe this whole sanctuary thing that King's doing, I feel like it probably yeah. will be King, but we'll see. We'll see what comes yeah. from it. Yeah, hey, uh, so that is that is Batman number 47. Yeah. So just to, to rate that one, I guess. Yes. Ratings. Matt, you can go first this time. Yeah, this was a... Despite the... Despite the booster stuff, this was a nine because it, it oh. did it it affected me. I got to the end and I didn't I wasn't upset. Like yeah, my brain was a little broke from the time travel stuff, but it was all worth it for that last page. Watch you know? watch Matt like go on ten minutes about how the time travel doesn't work and then give it the highest rating at the end of the discussion. Uh, I'll I'll go. I'll always go last. I'll 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 be nice and rotate us a little bit. Uh, I, th- I think I'll go a little bit lower, actually, bizarrely. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8, I think, with this one. Uh, I think it's really solid. I think the, the dramatic stuff it does really well. I, I think my only problems with this arc, really, is that the way it sort of jumps through a lot of the different times, um, I, I, it could have maybe have you know, been fleshed out just a little bit, maybe another issue to make it feel like the pacing wasn't so quick and like sort of like jumpy. To, yeah. you know, yeah. to, it kept jumping forward in time and it made sense for what it was doing with each part of the time period but um, yeah. you know like I felt like there was maybe a little bit more to do with the whole Joker eyes thing that was introduced in the first issue of it and or maybe a little bit more to do with where the Robins ended up or whatever you know, after we yeah. sort of got what they were up to um, but no minor quibbles but no I think it was a solid uh, solid arc uh, so uh, issue is an 8 out of 10 for me Matt, uh, Connor <laughs> no uh, I also give it an 8 I think uh, it's very good. Uh, it had to jump through a few hoops, like I'm having to explain away that, oh, it's a younger booster, to, to kind of set my mind at ease with it. Mm. Um, but I would rather not have to be even questioning that. Um, but, you know, the, the emotional beats landed. But like, like I say, I think it mm. needed a bit more time as an arc. It, it paced a little funny. Things like, you know, the, the stuff you mentioned, but also like Catwoman feels a little uh, short-changed, perhaps. Like, yeah, I like the idea of Catwoman in this this timeline being completely psychotic, but it maybe didn't get built up enough to. Yeah, sort of... seeing seeing some impact of that of like, okay, what caused this, rather than just okay, she's a crazy well, see, cat killer. Yeah, I kind of like that though because I look at like, see, Connor doesn't enjoy these movies because he hasn't seen them. But Back to the Future, to where when he goes to the future, in the second one, you kind of just touch on these things, and you can kind of get the the beats from them without having to completely understand them so i was okay with all that stuff i guess that's the point though is that i don't feel you do get the beats of the catwoman like why she is this way beyond just i mean i I, I could say maybe she was jokerized but i'm I'm reaching i don't i don't actually know yeah yeah uh there you go so eight point no nine and two eights you got for that one so you can average it out yourselves (laughs) yeah yeah wouldn't want us doing maths would we no uh so next up superman's special number one with the main story by peter j tomasi and patrick leeson writing and scott goluski on the art so this is the final Mm -hmm. superman story of this uh of this run uh so back to dinosaur island yeah boy need to save uh storm need to go save him yeah yeah, Captain Storm. Captain Storm. Uh, God, I want a pulp book by Tomasi. It's just <laughs> uh, all these heroes. I love that era so much. Uh, so, so this all starts because John's looking at that leg that he kept, and he's kind of growing his own collection, you know. And uh, of so, legs? so, no, of legs? like 
Souvenirs from... I got what you meant. I just wanted to make a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, the guilt sitting in him. He's a young kid. And he's like, well, we have to go back. Uh, and I forgot that it was Manchester Black that kind of sent them there. Because... Yeah, I'd forgotten I, that too, I'll be honest. I, that was well, so long ago. See, see when it I, mentions Dinosaur Island and everything that happened, yeah. uh, the, the, the little editor's note says, way back in issues 8 and 9. I'm like, damn, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it yeah. was. And... So, so they go there, and, and I'm looking at, at Captain Storm, and he has two legs. And I was like, wait a minute. What the <laughs> hell's going on here? And then the, the dinosaur rips off his boot, and he's got a dinosaur leg. And I'm not even mad. Like, <laughs> Why would you be? I'm just like, that's cool. I was not expecting him to grow a dinosaur leg. But this is awesome. This is the type of comic books that I like. That it's just... I'm it's sorry, so... can we just take a second to appreciate that Matt spent 10 minutes complaining about time uh, travel in Batman, but, oh, hey, this yeah. man grew a dinosaur leg. That's cool. Because, Connor, it's Dinosaur Island where things happen. There was there was zombie soldiers with flipping tentacles coming after them, too. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and oh, Superman and Superboy teleport inside the tummy of a T-Rex, which that was sad. The, t- the, the tummy of a T-Rex. Yeah. Not the I stomach. Think but... I think he wanted the alliteration. I'll give him the benefit yes. of the doubt. Um, I did. Well, you should go watch Tammy and the T-Rex then. He'd love that movie. I know. You keep telling me about it, and I can't, you know... I'll tell you this. You'll never guess how it ends. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, you'll never guess what the final scene of that movie is. Uh, uh, Paul Walker's brain's in a Petri dish. What thanks for ruining it. No, I didn't, spell, I didn't spell the whole thing. There's something else happening oh, okay. to the brain in the Petri dish. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Let your so, imagination run wild. Uh, so, yeah, so Jar wants to go and save him, and Superman's like, yeah, we should. Uh, I, I I did like the little dig that he's like, uh, me and Damien were messing with this uh, when you weren't here. And he's yeah. like, you could have accidentally like thrown yourselves into like another universe and not had any yeah. way of getting back. Should I be locking the fortress? <laughs> yes. Probably. Always yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would love to see the return of the massive key, you know? Yeah, I, I wonder just, if John could lift it that yet. I don't think so, because it's still... Like, yeah, he's strong, but I still think it's too unwieldy, you know? Like, mm. I don't even think... I think Supergirl might be able to pick it up, but other than that, not too many people could. So Yeah. Also, I like that after they come through the stomach of the dinosaur, they use their super breath on each other to get rid of the, uh, the gunk yeah. and blood mm. and membrane. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah, uh, John's face in particular in the art—it's uh, like he's on a roller coaster with his hair blowing back and the the, yeah, the cheeks kind of yeah. going back. It's so strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. And I, I did laugh, you know, for when when he does it back to Clark. It's just nowhere near the same effect. He's yeah. still square jawed. Yeah, I also, I also like the joke that at one point in mid battle when they're flying, he, he just throws the captain over to Joe. He's like, "Hey, catch!" Yeah. <laughs> and he can't, John's carrying the captain. Yeah, uh, it's all very, all very good fun. It's it's a, it's a fun it's a fun story. It's very pulpy. It's very fighting I'm, dinosaurs. I missed this like through some of the arcs that we've gotten. I missed how fun this series used to be. Just yeah. like it's it's know? really bittersweet, isn't it? Because you're like, yeah. God damn it! Why do they have to do this? At the end? You almost, I almost wanted yeah. this ending just to be shit. So <laughs> that I'm like, good, it's gone. I can move on. Yeah. Whereas yeah, now it's, it's fantastic. It's, I'm like. Uh, it's Why really... did we waste half of this run on shite when we could have had this? Uh-huh. It's really solid. I mean, you know, bring him back to present day. Cyborg's dad like hooks him up with a cybernetic leg, and he, mm-hmm. he, you know, before they leave, he, he insists on going to the cave to grab the 
the dog yeah. tags of his comrades so that he can go around and give them to family members. And, you know, he's learning about present day and we see him, like, out in the road and he can't sleep in the bed, so he sleeps in the truck instead because that's what he's... Oh. He's just to the, you know, being outside and sleeping on, on something cave. hard. Yeah. And we yeah. should point out, he keeps the eye patch because pirates never go out of fashion. Uh, exactly. That's right. And exactly. He, he is right yeah. on that. Uh, my, honestly, my only critique is that a couple of the... the, the just the, the And it's not, it's not actually a problem in this issue. It's only a problem because it's making me think of when this, this run got really preachy. It's yeah. when they're, they're they're talking to him about how oh there's been conflicts since and there's all these people died but we have to respect them and you know you always welcome our it's just it was giving me flashbacks of them talking to the homeless vet and the yeah. that, that two part yeah with the but field I trip. felt here with with this because I feel in this country we want to support the troops until they come back and then they come back so I'm like oh well you guys are on your own. So I, I like that the sentiment. Oh was sure, there. like no, this works and way it, better. This is much better than that was in that. It, that handled in that story. It's still a little on the nose in the dialogue, yeah. isn't it? I think Tomasi yeah. has no subtlety when no. it comes to this. Yeah. He gave a man a dinosaur foot. What subtlety? <laughs> uh, I mean, if Ethan Lois gets a little bit shortchanged because she's only really in the, the last couple pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love, I love how he, they left her a note, and then and she didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm glad that Lois called him out on the because he said to uh, Storm that he got the, the the a good detective friend to uh, yeah. To, and we're all thinking Batman, right? Yeah. That's, that's clearly the implication. Yeah. Yeah. And Lois is like, "What? You give Batman credit for my work?" And he's like, "No, you're yeah. the greatest detective. He's second best." Uh, I'm like, uh, uh, we'll, "We'll see that in front of him. We'll, we'll see how that conversation goes." <laughs> I I do feel that that Batman does get a little touchy when Lois is around because she is that great of a. No, she has. A nose for that. Yeah, you know? so I, such a good reporter. Yeah, I know we kind of did the joke though when they when they met that she kind of figured out who Batman probably was yeah. once she knew who Superman was. But I do kind of yeah. like the idea of like her not figuring that out, and then that's the one thing Batman gets to laud over forever that you never figured out who I was. Because <laughs> there's a way to do that uh, to where he had you know someone else in the suit or whatever. So mm. Bruce Wayne. Because they, they used to do that all the time in the Silver Age. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. Someone else would, you know, you know Jean would shapeshift or something yeah. like to disguise. It's, it's a staple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I fully believe that. Like, that's, he tried, and then once they really got to know each other, she figured that out. She was like, oh, so, so you're a liar. Mm. That's your superpower, Batman, is you lie. And, and of course, we we end with the very meta, like, Clark shutting the bedroom door. It's, you know, it's the end of Cheers with the closed sign being like, mm. we're done. That's what it is. Well, did, did you say that uh, Storm goes and he delivers all the dog tags back home? Yes, yes, yes. You see him on the road doing all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I, I really like that because he goes to all the, the guys and to make sure. Uh, yeah. And it, it just felt really nice. It, it's some of the stuff, and I know you guys aren't big on the Cap movie, but it's kind of the stuff oh. that that I like there. Like, you know, him being a man out of time and trying to cope with that. So, well, that's not in that movie though. That doesn't happen till the second one. The better movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the end. Of, of <laughs> oh, the one it's scene. Like, the you, one you scene. That whole like literally yeah. what ninety seconds maybe. Yeah, it's more than ninety seconds. Okay. Three minutes. <laughs> it's like two percent of the movie, Matt. <laughs> uh, that, that's that fine. Is generous. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I just I like the man of time stuff. So, and I hope we see more Captain Storm. Yeah, no, I, my my favorite sequence is when he's getting into the bed, and he's, you know, it's just he's, he's rolling around, he can't get comfy. Hmm. Uh, the the art there is uh, really good at selling it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. pretty good. Good, looks like he does a good job. 
throughout. Yeah. Yep. Um, John's expressive childhood face, for example, is, is quite good throughout as well. Um, yep. So no, it's, it's a solid story. It's actually it's a nice send off to the run, which is you know started off really strong, had a lot of downs as we went, as we kept going. But yep. it's nice that it had like a, a final nice little story to, to mm-hmm. wrap up with. Uh, but for some reason, they insisted on these action and Superman final issues being specials with extra stories. So we have a couple other ones yeah. to talk about. Yeah, justify the price, isn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? Just charge a little bit less and just have it be the main but story. You know what? I, I like these. I, I mean, these two in particular more than the action ones. Hmm. Um, I, I like but... one of them more than the other. Yeah, yeah, well, the first one is uh, Strays and Strangers, uh, written by Mark Russell, uh, Brian Hitch is on the art, and Superman's fighting a giant alien creature, and kind of the gist of this is that everyone's like, hey, kill it, Superman, kill it. He's like, no, yeah. he's, just, he's just a stray, he's a, he's a big alien creature who doesn't... Well, he's an Atlantean. Atlantean. Or, sorry, an yeah. Atlantic creature, you're right, you're right. Uh, same, same difference, basically. Too many A's. He's not causing problems, he's just hungry. And so yeah. I, I always love the compassionate side of Superman like that. I, I did like when he called it a, a tickle punch. Yeah, yeah, tickle punch. Yeah, so yeah, but the idea that you know, it's just an animal, it's just stray. There's yeah. nothing. There's no reason to actually kill it. And we get this little flashback of you know Pa Kent kind of talking about this, uh, and he saves this old man. The old man wants him to come back for his wife's photos because his memory's not as good as it used to be. So he needs his photos of his wife to remember, her, and he ends up saving a dog instead, and he doesn't get the photos, so he fails. And the old man's yeah, the old man's <laughs> kind of upset, but he you takes know. the dog, and it's like I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, is this the one that's got the, the flashback to the parents' funeral, the, the Kents. Yeah. yeah, that that annoyed me a little bit because I was like, no, no, Mark Kent lived for a long time, and you know she was still well, still around. Damn it! And I I go Superman the movie continuity where Pa died while Clark was still a teenager. Uh, sure, yeah, that's, that's... And, not, and not the stupid Man of Steel way. I'm talking heart attack <laughs> thing Clark couldn't actually prevent. <laughs> even even John's his brainiac. It's a heart attack. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, I like that in theory, but you know, it, I, this is out of continuity as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, it's fine. But I, oh, sure. I like that it, it it talks about the compassionate side of Superman, and you know, he's he's trying to save the building, and he really is trying to get the the pictures, but there, it, it's the pictures or the dog, and so yeah. and I like at the end that he's oh, like, yeah. well. Yes, your your wife, but your wife would want you to move on. I, I don't fault the choice. It just made me chuckle yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end where Superman's failed and the man's lost his photos yeah. of his wife. I, I will say yeah, it felt a little bit cheap how Superman felt really weak. You know, it's like oh, yo, oh, I'm I'm suddenly you know I'm so weak I can't even scan the building with my X-ray vision. Yeah, that was a little bit strange. I was like, what, what's going on here? Um, I, I'm not a fan of Hitch's art typically, and I kind of I, I maintain that here. I don't I don't really like how he draws his face or uh, well. <laughs> Most faces, <laughs> not just Superman's face. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not particularly into it. So I, I was. I, did, like, I, I do quite like the very last panel, the 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 silhouette with the sun. Well, that's because it's, it's you don't have to do detail in a silhouette. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that panel was quite nice. But yeah, that panel's it. nice. Yeah, uh, I'm not a hitch guy though, so the, the, I was kind of yeah. lukewarm on this this middle story. Yeah, me too. I, I wasn't big on it. All right. Uh, and the final story is called Split Decision. It is uh, Ian Flynn writing and Carrie Andrews on the, the art. So this is an Atomic Skull related story where Atomic Skull is working with Maggie Sawyer. This is pretty cool because it's kind of linking up with all the stuff that was in Superwoman where he's working with them mm-hmm. now. Um, and they're going to get a Shockwave who's like a sort of old villain buddy of Atomic Skull. Uh, yep. It's basically Superman kind of trusting Atomic Skull to not, you know, 
be a villain and like have his back and ultimately he makes the right choice and yeah. uh you know be- beats shockwave and helps super because superman's about to die basically shockwave's like yeah. oh even you've got a frequency superman that if i manipulate you'll uh you know you'll basically implode dead it's gonna yeah, happen it's, it's all about trust between the two and you know and i like that they can come to terms at the end here and thomas cole is trying to be good yeah, because they're basically yeah, okay. We're not best cool. friends yet. We're not like you know. Like, we still have like this history, and you don't have to like me, but you did the right thing. So, um, I think it's interesting that one also ends with a little because the the first story ended with never the end, and it was kind of like okay, it's the end, but you never know. Superman's yeah. always going to continue. This one just ends with not the end, and it makes me wonder if there is actually going to be some sort of mm-hmm. continuation Pick of this. Up in with some... Atomic Skull, yeah, yeah, and some. I'm form. down. I I really like this short story. Like, it, it, I like this it's one short. Too. It's 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 really nice and. Uh, I think the art's gorgeous. Uh, the art's yeah, pretty like, nice. Yeah, I like Kari Andrews. I, yeah. I, I I like um I, I mean I like the overall sentiment of like he can be good and he's doing good. He's been working with Sawyer and he's been doing a good job. Yeah. Um, and Superman kind of like tr- tr- trusts in him to like be better and he, he believes in second and third chances and and mm-hmm. so on. Um, so no, I, I like I, like I this one. I love the the action panels where you know the the backgrounds just go white or to a block color, and we just get the uh, the sound effect with the yeah. uh, huge letters behind them. Uh, yeah, they, they really have impact, uh, and you know that one of Superman punching him is fantastic. Yeah, the one he's punching him, and then there's one a couple of pages before that with, yeah, with uh, the sound off. with the sound effect. Yeah, and they're both been like uh, hit with it. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um. No, that's great. Also, I'm liking that when we get Superman kind of in, like, not quite silhouette, but they do that thing where it's all black except the, the, the logo, but it's also the trunks now are still red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the cape, the logo, the boots, and the, and the trunks. Yeah. So now, now we get the trunks back. It actually looks better when they do that now. <laughs> um, so, no. I, I actually kind of like Atomic Skull. It, it grew on me in Super Yeah. Woman. Uh, yeah. I like well, it was a character I didn't care about, and now that he actually has a story that it helps, and he's trying to be good, and like and even like that, Superman calls him by his first name. He calls him Albert. You know, yeah. he doesn't call him by his his name, like his code name. So well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and, and Atomic Skull's like, no, no, Atomic Skull's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like Atomic Skull. He's like, just let's. I, I think it's the idea that he's just let's just keep this a professional. Like he doesn't yeah. want to be friends. Business. No. I feel, I feel like, I mean, I don't know if everyone else feels it. I mean, Matt might not. I don't know if you like Ghost Rider, Matt, but uh, I, 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 I fit into this really weird niche where I like Atomic Skull more than Ghost Rider, and people can fight me on it. <laughs> it's fine. I like the idea of Ghost Rider, but I've never read a Ghost Rider story that I was like, yeah, that's that's my thing. I thought, like, there's just something about atomic purple energy coming around the skull. Yeah, it's, it's just cooler, isn't well, it's it? cooler than flames. They look similar, but they couldn't be further apart from characters because Atomic Skull is very much a, a sci-fi. Like it's in mm. his name, and Ghost Rider is very magic. And why does I don't understand why he needs to ride a flaming motorcycle? But cool, whatever. I because I, um, I really like director Bones as well. I, I, I like DC's skull-based <laughs> characters just better. So so to you, uh, director Bones. Better than Red Skull. Yes, easily. Oh, that's no question. Rider. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's better than a Nazi, but you're talking characterization. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, we're on it. Oh, God. Black Mask. I was trying to think of the Batman villain there. But Black Mask. I like him better than other Skull characters from right. Marvel, too. Does so, so, Marvel so, have any more? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any. So, I was going to say, when plays show the, the DC Skull characters... You guys know what one place show is, right? Where you, no, where you I, them? I, I have no idea. No, sorry. 
Is this is this like a you know, F Mary Kill? Is it... It's kind of kind of <laughs> without the you know, the Mary and the effing. You okay. Know, you don't need that. But yeah, so so wins the top one, place the second, and then show. So like you know, like in a dog show, you have the the winner, the second place, and then the one that you know. Oh, so rank the three so things basically is, is yeah the, right exactly. It's kind of, kind of much easier, right? You're just going well, you know. It takes away the the, the difficulty I mean, of the choice. Yeah, just one place show. I mean, who's? Like, I don't know if I can Tom... put Atomic at number one yet. Like, I feel like for me, he is because I'm not a big fan of, of Director Bones. Like, yeah, he's cool, mm. but you know, so so I go uh, Atomic Skull, Director Bones, Black Mask. Not a big fan of Black Mask at all. No, so. I'm, I'm I'm with Matt. Same order for me. Mm. Nah, I'd probably still put Bones at top just now. But I mean, Skull's wrong. The more more Atomic Skull you give me, the more I'll. Uh, I might shift towards his side of things, but well, I think mean, Black Mask is, is the worst skull. In he is. He's, he's still a fit. I like when they use him though, because it's like okay, rather than having a generic mob boss, we can use Black Mask instead. You know. See, if they gave me if they would give me Black Mask, I would I would do something completely different with him. But you know, he'd still be a mob boss, but not. I don't like the idea that the the mask became him. You know. Mm. So. Sounds very existential, not. This is probably why they're not going to give you a black mask. No, not. I'd also turn him into a lucha theme villain. So whatever, like Phil Sombrero. <laughs> you do the same with Bane. Yeah, Bane's got lucha ties. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I like him as what we have him as. You know, I don't need to make him lucha. You could have him team up with Black Mask. <laughs> Tag team lucha death match, where the where the ring's made of barbed wire. We're going to see dub on this one. Oh dear, and a wrestling reference, of course. We got there eventually, because uh, Matt has to do so it. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's uh, Superman. We should rate the Superman book then. This is a weird one because there's three stories, but I think we do have to rate it as a whole, not as a oh, as the individual okay. stories. So, yeah. uh, Connor, you can go first this one. Uh, the, the middle story drags it down a bit, but I really like the other two, so I'm going 8.5. All right, Matt? Yeah, this is an 8, so... Hmm. Um, I think I have to go just a smidge lower. I'm going to go with a seven point five on this one. I, I don't like the middle story particularly much, um, and I do like the first and last stories, but they don't necessarily knock me out of the park. They don't knock, knock me away. You know, like I yeah. think they're solid. I just but Kari Andrews' art in that story puts it above a seven and a half for me. That's fair. But I actually mm-hmm. think that may be my favorite of the three. I may like that more than the first story. Yeah. I think I do. But I, I had a blast with with the first one as well. So yeah. this is one of the, one of the most fun comics I read this week. Dinosaur foot. All right, we'll move on then to Green Lanterns number forty-seven. Tim Seeley writing V. Kenneth Marion on the art. This is the final part of this arc uh, of of Jessica being in the power ring and you know the whole dealing with her her past and Simon going to rescue her. Constantine's outside <laughs> with the Justice League. Everything's going on. And it also doubles as the final of the run. It, it, it now doubles as the final of the run, yes. And also neatly kind of finally fulfills the, the foreshadowing from Jeff John's final issue, yeah. Green, Lantern, or Green Lantern 20 I'm, from New 52. By... I'm glad they're dealing with because we can get past it now. Yeah. Because again, I get dogmatic about continuity and Jeff says it's going to happen, so it has to happen. Um, and it's happened. So we, we can get past it. And mm-hmm. put put Jessica with Starfire and be my new favorite Justice League team. Uh, I'm down for that. 
Yeah. Uh, so so no, uh, no. I, th- I thought this was uh, pretty pretty solid. Uh, Simon talking dressed down, kind of uh, you know making her realise that no, the reason why like you could have sunk into the power ring before, but you didn't. You you chose compassion and love and the, the good memories of your friends, and you're well overcame it. You overcame that. That's why you've bonded with your ring like no one else has. That's why the ring has an attitude. That's why it has a personality because mm. you did that. Uh, which of course is leading into the next story because the, the final page is Hal Jordan being sent by the Guardians to. Hey, this ring's getting like out of control. This is not allowed. I, yeah, the, the AI I, has been altered, and that's not not allowed. Because when that happens, guardians die, and I hate the guardians. And just, uh, God, I hate those little blue bastards. Ah, uh, just some casual blue racism from Matt. <laughs> oh no, that, that that's the point, though, right? Like, we're not supposed to look at the guardians and be like, "Yeah, they're making the right choices." It's always like, no, they're screwing things up, and they continue to screw things up. Yeah, usually. Um, they're, they're kind um, of like, it's kind of like, it's almost like a critique of politics. Like they're the politicians who are meddling yeah. at the top without really understanding or considering the, the real yeah. implications of what they're doing. That's really what they are. So Yeah, I, I like the stuff with Constantine here, just with his with her sister. Yeah. I thought that was all pretty fun because seeing Lady Jane sucks up all the rest of the Justice League. Uh, and more, more allusions to her being Satan. Uh, talking about the the apple, yeah, the like, tree. yeah, because like, I, I, you know, they're feeding the apple, and then I feed on them. But no yeah. one's actually been in the garden for a long time, so I had to come knocking elsewhere. I, yeah, yeah. I also like the idea that she's been around so long that she just accepted. It's kind of like in in Phantoms, where where the the creature believes that Satan. Are we, are we talking see, about the Ben Affleck movie from like nineteen eighty six? Yeah, Affleck was a bomb in Phantom Joe. This is a this is like such, <laughs> this is well, such well, a deep. Where's pool. that going this week? I don't know. This is such a deep reference to something that should be forgotten. Quite frankly, it should be. But I like the the one thing I remember from that movie outside of Ben Affleck was that when they face the creature at the end, it's it's so old it believes itself to be evil itself. You know, so I like the idea of seeing Lady Jane. Maybe she's not actual Satan, mm. or maybe she is the idea that that spawned you know the, the, the stories the... of it. Yeah, you know? the inspiration of. Yeah, but either way, she believes it, and I like that idea. So, that's, uh, and now, that's cool. you know, I hope someone comes in, because I don't think this is last. Like, yeah, it seems like they've dealt with her, but... I think know, she'll come back later. She, she, yeah. She's trapped yeah, in the, yeah. the power ring realm with all the fear yeah. stuff, so... No, no reason we can't pull her out at some point. Yeah, so she can come yeah. back later, but she's shell for yeah. now, and I think that's fine. Uh, I did laugh a little bit when the Justice League kind of like come out of her, you know, when Simon reaches in and like pulls them all out. I yeah. like, Just the concept of a double-page spread of the entire Justice League coming out of someone's mouth, and you actually have like Batman yeah. with his grapple out, and like, you know, Superman's yeah. flying out. It's, you know, it's one of those two-page spreads, spread, spreads, one of those two-page spreads, of like the entire just like in motion, like flying off to like do something, but it's coming out of someone's mouth, and that really made me laugh. I just it's inc- a single page yeah. spread, though, isn't it? Oh, it's a single page, whatever. I'm not looking at yeah. it. Yeah, but it's blown up though. It's, yeah, it's, so it's a big, it's a big beat of a piece of art. It's not just like one little panel. It's like a big thing. No, no. And it cracked me up because it just, just the concept of Batman grappling out of someone's mouth just really made me laugh. That's fair. I, I did think it was a little weird that we bothered doing that with the Justice League because it's like, oh, they only went into her earlier this issue. And then, uh, oh, we'll yeah. rescue him now. It felt like we, we could have had some more time with that. Um, All right. 
Yeah, if, 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 to me, it felt more like just to take them off the board rather than anything else. Like, it's, all, it's, it's all down to Jessica and like Constantine and Simon. Like, it's That's just them. I feel like it was just because it was in the same issue. I, do, I feel like it would have played better for me if, if that had been the last issue. Oh, know, right, okay. Like, I can take, see take off the board a little bit earlier. I wouldn't have even hmm. just minded if they were all just sort of standing outside not knowing what to do. Yeah. And, like, you know. Yeah, like the idea that, well, they, they can't do anything. They, they, they were kind of off the board anyway. That's why they called in Constantine yeah. in the first place. Yeah. I think it's just the idea that Jessica ended up really saving the day, or Simon and Jessica ended up really saving the day. Simon saved her, and then by you know, by sort of domino effect, she ended up saving everyone else by overcoming Jane yeah, and all the rest of it. Um, no, I, I enjoyed the, the end of this arc. I, I like Jessica, like finally kind of like dealing with all this stuff and you know having her having her moment. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, yeah. it was nice, and she can still you know anxiety is a fight that that people fight every day. Yeah. So you're, yeah, she can still deal with it and it can still spike and whatnot but she's learned to manage and and that's the best thing for her uh and she's she's really grown as a character since rebirth like and i'm glad she's she's i don't want to say the best thing to come out of rebirth but she's near the near the top yeah she's like, up there her characters she's so, up there yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, it was it was a solid conclusion uh to art is again it's uh sort of nothing not necessarily stand out amazing but solid yeah. works for the issue yeah how do we feel about the run as a whole now? This is this is it. Uh, this fourteen issue one. I mean, I'm, I mean, I wish it was kind of longer. Like, I felt like it was supposed yeah. to be longer, but uh, for for it was essentially a collection of like three arcs. I mean, I liked all of them I mostly. Liked, I, I, I liked the, a lot of it. The weakest one was maybe some of the places that went with the you know the daughter on the planet. Like some of the twists in that felt a little bit cheap. Yeah, but yeah. I liked all but, the stuff yeah, with the uh, uh, Belthunga, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. I like all that stuff but with introduced, him. Introducing Lady Jane. Uh, yeah, Jane, and then the stuff with uh, from uh, what's it? What's, oh, I'm forgetting all these things. It's, it's been too long now. Uh, the yeah. the bounty hunter from mm-hmm. Omega Men. All that stuff. Yeah. 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 I had a blast with all that. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. it was mostly solid. Like I've liked most of it. Um, it's weird that it ended up just being like a fourteen issue run. Like you, you always kind of hope that when you like uh, a writer on a book that it's going to be a a sprawling yeah. epic. I, 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 I think it feels a bit of a, a sudden end to, to the run. I don't know. This this arc felt like it was concluded, but it doesn't feel like that was the end of a run to me. It was like, mm. you know, I feel like, okay, there was a an epilogue of sorts planned in the next two issues. Yeah, I know it's someone. I, I've got a sneaking suspicion, though, it's still going to be like working off of whatever Seeley had, had planned mm-hmm. for it. Quite possibly. Because, yeah. you know, usually, even though. It's only been three arcs. There's been a lot of ideas introduced, and it would have been nice just to see some some conclusions. It's, yeah, because it's, it's funny. You could almost say like you'd, you'd call it like a weird like sort of fill-in set of arcs, right, before the next big run starts. But the the arcs have actually been doing really important stuff that's relevant to the, to yeah, the characters. Yeah, diminishes it a bit much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I saw that it'll stand. On, I mean, at least you'll you'll fit it in one deluxe hardcover. I mean, that's your one. That's true. Your one bonus. True. So hey, and it'll start, I think it'll stand as an important part of the Green Lantern's mythos for Jessica and Simon. But uh, hey ho, here's here's the, here's seeing what Jurgens will end up doing. But uh, I'm really before we, forward to that. Yeah, before we go, ratings. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, yeah. I think this. I'd probably give this an eight. I think this is all the kind of slides in there for me. Uh, Matt, uh, I'm gonna give it seven and a half. It was really good, but you know, some things that that are a little lacking, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, for the record, like we typically read books we like, so that's why the ratings seem like they're all kind of in the upper numbers. No, it, it's it's true yeah. because 
uh, yeah, we, we dropped a just, lot of the ones that we don't like so, yeah. because otherwise. Just, be just wait for later, guys. I oh yes. Uh, issue ish, new issue ones are where things may get wild with the numbers. Yep. Or uh, or the odd uh, you know filling issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just or, or just things. Sometimes people have an off issue and you just don't let you know. If you look, at, like, I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but you know, talking about the the Poison Ivy arc on on Batman. Half of Batman. Tomasi listening to Superman run. Right, it happens. We would have seen some real dips with that. Uh, Carl, what's your rating? Uh, mine's a seven. Um, it might have been a bit higher if this wasn't the end of the run, um, but judging it as that as well as just the end of an arc, I think it's a little bit unsatisfying to those points, So, but it's still pretty good. That's fair. Uh, all right, so we'll move on then to Batwoman number 15, Margaret Bennett writing uh, Fernando Blanco on the art. Uh, first thing I want to say about this issue, Matt, is you know yeah. we we've been kind of like starting to feel a bit of a slog with Batwoman. We were questioning that do we keep going, and it was like mm-hmm. okay we now know that issue eighteen is going to be the last one, so we figured ah we might as well. Especially if just we, finish finish it. Yeah, especially if week three is not getting too busy. I have to admit, I had a moment of doubt because I, I I started reading it and I got to the second page, and I went oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's... Not, not a great issue then. No, I've I've lost the wind. I'm still going to finish it because it's again it's. Not that far. Yeah, three more issues. I just three more issues. I just yeah. But no, because pages two and three of this because it sets up okay. So what's the backstory with Alice? And it does it does it tells you with this two page layout of like old timey like uh, prose narration with like these old it almost reimagine it as if it's like a fairy tale with like Alice being like a princess in a castle and it's these big it's big blocks of text and it's like this you know the old kind of knight font and I'm like and, oh. I, and I get what they were doing is that they're giving the history of the these two relationship yeah. to people that might not be that familiar but like it's completely different than anything else in the book like there's other ways they could have done it. I just I, think. I opened that page and I actually I actually fl- I just sort of looked at the rest of the book just to double check because if this was going to be something that came back every couple of pages where there was going to be another two you, pages you of this, were out. I was going to like abandon it. But it was only the two pages, so I went okay, I'll just I'll yeah. struggle through it. But I re- I groaned when I saw those two pages. I was like, no. Um, the rest of the book is you know uh, Alice has sent like the swarm of bats to Gotham to infect everyone, and Batwoman uses some sonar to like sort of. Uh, you know, bring them, them. bring them out and then blow them up, and that's a big sort of explosive ending. And then the cliffhanger is that she's sort of made up with Julia. Julia's helping her, but she's like, "I'm sorry, I had to call him." And the ending's like Batman showing up to like sort of come mm. in and uh, do knows what next issue. I so. just feel that it's going through the motions. It does kind no. of feel like that. I, I feel like, like. Th- this. I, th- I think the island stuff was interesting for an arc, and then it's been dragged on yep. for a long time, and now it's turned into, oh, this is also to do with Alice and Beth I, now. Yeah, I really liked when it was the mini arms of death, and she was almost like a James Bond-type character taking on Spectre. Like, I liked that I, I idea. I had a lot of fun with that stuff. Yeah, right? And then they just threw that all out to do this stuff that we've already done. It, it's like, morphed into something else, and I don't think anyone's yeah. really into what it's because I like no. that stuff at the start. I really like that issue with Professor Pig. That was like a standalone issue. Yeah, uh, I, I dug that a lot. That one. It's it's why yeah. I dropped it a few issues because I, I realized this book isn't what I I wanted. It's not what I started yeah. off reading. It's not what I was enjoying. It's just a different yeah. book now. Whereas if you'd given oh. me this as a as a new book, I wouldn't be reading it. I I find it infinitely infinitely more. Uh, interesting if it's not Alice. Like, if they try to use Alice against her, but she doesn't become Alice, mm. and it is 
Safia in, I mean, in all I, I, I think there's more great stories to tell with Alice. I think Alice is an interesting character to do things yeah, but, with. But, but I feel every time they bring Batwoman up, it always has to be Alice. That, yeah. that was the moment I, I tapped out because I was like, you know, I, the book was in a bit of a slump anyway, but I was okay. And then they went, oh, it's all Alice. I, I just went, right, forget it. I'm, I, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, it's a shame because uh, I, I was really high in this for the first arc. I really loved a couple of the issues after that, but it's definitely been declining in my sort of patience the, the, with the last few issues. Mind mm, um, you. But here we are. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll keep reading. <laughs> uh, unless week three gets really busy, I'll finish. I'll, I'll, I'll finish it out. Yeah. And see see how it ends up. But that I read. I left this to last. And I got to that second page with all all that text that's you know not traditional comic writing, and I just went oh no. Uh, so I hope that was just a one time thing. I hope that does not come back in the next three issues. I really, yeah. Uh, I mean, even in a book that I'm really enjoying, nothing nothing like makes me groan more than turning a page and getting prose. <laughs> like no, it's a comic there, book. There, there, are, there are some times where I'm really into it, depending depending on the writer. Yeah. Like if it's if it's a writer who is good at prose. Yeah. They can hook and that, me and, in and I'm down. And this for wasn't it. even full prose. This was more like a a, a child storybook. Well, it, it's like a tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with with words on it, and it's fine. I just it reminded me of of the twins of Elder and, and what was it Lesser, and like or Elder and Younger in the Many Arms of Death and all the like potential we had, and coming off of the you know the black market trade yeah, cause... of the Night of Monsters stuff. Yeah, because like, the many yeah. arms of death and like uh, knife were really interesting at that point in time, yep. and they've they've kind of mm-hmm. lost a lot of that since. I mean, yeah. I mean they're dead now, basically. I mean, the knife's not, but the twins are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, kind of kind of rough, I guess. Obviously, it's just me and Matt that read this, so we just rated. Yeah. I mean, we went along in a lot of the other books, so we can just make this one quick. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm then like a five out of ten. That's how I kind of felt yeah, with this I'm, one. I'm, yeah, I'm going five point five. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I enjoyed the pro stuff more than you did, and there is some cool like the art like they do some cool layouts like there's that that piece where uh, Alice is explaining how to do diseases and like you don't do stuff super quick because that's how you don't get it to spread is you you let it get into the system for a little bit first yeah and no, I thought that was really cool because it shows how the bats interact with everybody yeah she was basically saying you want the symptoms not to show until people have already yep. infected others and that's how you make yep. it spread quicker. Uh, yeah. But uh, or not quicker, but that's how you make it. Make sure it spreads to everyone. Yep. But um, yeah, so yeah, five five out of ten for me in this one. But uh, uh, ho- hopefully it, it rebounds a little bit for its its last few issues. Uh, but that will take us on to Aquaman number thirty six. Dan Abnet writing Ricardo Federici on the art, and this is obviously continuing the the assassination of King Wrath. Of course, there's a whole moral debate between Murk and Aquaman in this one, is because they're kind of on their way. Mm. Uh, it was a nice little bit, actually. I was actually uh, getting a crack uh, out of the, the opening scene where Mark's pretending that he's arrested Aquaman and he's bringing him in. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Aquaman gets out of his restraints and they start fighting the guards. And I just, I was I was cracking up because Mark was like, oh, oh how did oh, that no. happen? Uh, oh, oh, no, what yeah. will we do? <laughs> and it's, yeah. in, it's in the speech, marks. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I like that. I love that, that, that Arthur stuff. finally tells him, like, look, you're a much better soldier than you're an actor. So yeah. there's enough of it. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's just good stuff. Uh, but they have this moral debate. They're on the way to like get to Wrath, and he's like, "No, we don't have to kill him, Mark. This is not an assassination. Like we we, we restrain him. We put him through justice. Like this is what we do." Uh, of course, they don't know at this point that he's already turned into a giant freaking monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but even this is where I find it hard to go with Arthur. Is 
he has completely, you know, messed up Atlantis. Like, with all this dark magic stuff. Sometimes you just gotta put a, a rabid dog down. You know? Like, I don't know. That, that's, uh, I know something not expected from the Superman fan, but... I mean, you know. no, I mean, I, I get the debate in context because because Arthur still thinks there's a chance to just take him in peacefully, and you know, we yeah. we we know it's there's not, it's beyond yeah. that. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. We get the readers, you know, on this. We, we have a bit more context. Yeah, we we, yeah, we know it's like so, a moot point because he's already like a giant monster who's going to kill everything, so yeah. they have to kill but him. But also, also Merc, like you're thinking, oh yeah, no, he wants to do what's best for Atlantis, but then he he starts dropping some ethnic slurs there, calling him like Hadlin. Yeah, and, no, and, yeah, and whatnot. Well, maybe not ethnic, but you his, know what I mean. his prejudice towards uh, it's, the uh, social yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, that that starts to raise its head again, and you know, and it's kind of like, well, no, and that's what I like about Abnett's Atlantis. It is a super complex. It's not a cut and dry society. Yeah, like, it feels no, like I, a legit society. I like this quite a bit actually. I felt like this was a uh, better paced than the last one, and obviously there was that filling yeah. issue that was terrible. So this really felt like back to like what I like about this run uh, mm-hmm. and what he's doing with all the Atlanta yeah. stuff. Because meantime, you've got uh, Volko with the with the, uh, the what are they called the Widowhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, you know the the, the one who have been has got a bit of an attitude who's talking back to him saying, "No, we should do this. We should yeah. try these things. There's these other magics we can try to take him on." Uh, so it actually it leads back to uh, the ghosts, uh, you know, in the in the chambers of Atlantis, the one yeah. who like, Volko was talking to before, and she's like, "Oh, you want help? Hmm. Don't know if we can do that, you know." Yeah, uh, uh, so that, that's part of my criticism with this arc, uh, this issue is, but it is a criticism of the arc overall is this plot has kind of been very uh, spaced out, like little mm-hmm. snippets here, little snippets there. I feel like I'm not really getting a enough of it in an issue to really get a grasp on what they're doing it's much more like oh here's the next event and the next event whereas you know with the main stuff with arthur i'm getting okay here's the motivations here's the you know yeah. what's yeah. actually going on i wonder on. i wonder if he was told that he has to go up to an, you know this issue number but he only had like x number of issues right. planned so he's, he's maybe stretching out a couple of the, the plot threads to it could be to last it uh, so, uh, that was really good though I, I love because King Shark's with him he's like they're arguing with the, the Widowhood and uh, Dolphin's there she's the one who comes up with the plan to go see the because that, that page where they actually get to the ghost is beautiful yeah. Uh, it is, yeah. Because yep. the ghost looks great. So this, you know, obviously the, the this light, uh, and then yeah. Dolphin's hands are lit up as well. So it's a really pretty, yep. pretty page. Uh, yep. It's the last page. And I really love. No, I'm thinking about. It. I really <laughs> love the supporting cast here. Yeah. From from Volko to Dolphin to King Shark and Merc, like they're all. I always feel like that's a good sign of a, or it's a sign of a good run, is where there's side characters that you really enjoy seeing. I agree. Like, I feel like Jurok Biss, the the keeper of the beast, like. Just the way that he talks and interacts with King Shark, of course they'd be friends, because yeah. he's the keeper of the beasts, you know. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad you guys talked me back into to to coming back, and it wasn't just the the Sajic art, you know. That cabinet no, really went above. That Nemo stuff is still really like not good. Up until you got to the aquamarine stuff, like yeah. that was cool. Yeah, there was a, there was a uh, rough patch early on in the book, but once it got to the the the, the, the horror stuff in Atlantis with the, the monsters, yeah. and then you got to this, the Sejic sort of portion and this yeah. stuff. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, as much as I complained when we turned Wrath into a monster, because it felt a bit generic, he does look great in this issue when Aquaman's fighting him. Yes, that, once you give him to a, an artist who's matching the tone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because yeah. the uh, that two page spread of Aquaman, he's he's he's, he's uh, What's, 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 what's,
Try, try, try trident. Trident. Yes. Trident. The, the word went through my head, uh, from my head there. Uh, well, so some people say some people call it Triton, and that's that's no, a Triton is a, is a is a god. Ro- yeah, Roman god. Yeah, I never it's called it that. Yeah, yeah. Greeks. <laughs> no, no, no. But some people do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, that's on fire, and he's like, you know, he's, he's strangling. His, his eyes are all lit up as if he's almost. Uh, and obviously, that's that's the trident that's doing that. But the, yeah. it's almost like Superman, like heat vision eyes as he's coming after the monster. And the monster's yep. got this cool purple hair, and it actually looks really cool. Like it's actually really nice. Uh, yeah. But no, I really like Undine. Uh, ever since she's only been on a couple of issues, but they've, they've done enough with yeah. her that I remember her as part of the Widowhood. You know, yeah. Dolphin's been fun. King Shark, I actually kind of like him being down there calling everyone out yeah. and their shit. Uh, yeah. No. I'm enjoying the uh, the the widowhoods and then the, that groups their various slang curses. You know, Triton's ass and Neptune's yeah. neckers. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm making yeah. the, the. I love that Neptune's neckers was like the worst. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I like the the push and pull with the, the debate with them. Whether they're like, no, yeah. we, we can't use this magic. No, we should use this. And like, I, I like throwing like King Shark with Volko. <laughs> And then Dolphin, who's not even speaking, like this is—I don't know—it's—it's it's really. I think compared to the early on in the book, like I really like a lot of the supporting cast now. Yeah. So no, uh, no, I had fun with this issue. I had fun. Uh, so uh, we should rate it. Uh, Matt, you can go first this thing. Yeah, this is an eight out of me. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, yeah. You know. Cool, Connor. Uh, I give it a seven point five. Uh, like I said, if uh, just a little bit more time on the side plot. Uh, would probably have, have helped. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm struggling with this one because I feel like should I put it up, like where I'd, like above where I had Superman, but then I'm like, no, this like flew in for me. Like this was over before I knew it. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, I mean that as a compliment. Like it just you know it just flowed right through me. Uh, that wasn't a water pun, but you go, <laughs> take it as you wish. Take it as you wish. Usually uh, it's only Taco Bell that flows right through me, but hey. So I think I'll actually agree with Matt in the eight. I think I think I'll, I'll just, no, I think this was a solid issue. Uh, so no, hey, that's Aquaman, uh, which will take us on uh, to the Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number four. Liam Sharp doing everything. I dropped this after the last issue. I wasn't feeling it, but you two guys like it, so you can talk yeah. about this one. Oh man, here's yes. here's my one takeaway. Always, it takes me so long to read this because I have to start cross referencing Celtic myths. So, Joe, <laughs> yeah. this this issue made me realize you know how you have various writers do their their take you know their version of a mythology where you know we had a, a neil gaiman do uh, the the norse mythology book yeah stephen fry yeah. did a greek mythology book yep this is liam sharp doing hey i want to do a celtic mythology book you know like to the point where he's just like i just want to tell that story i don't want to do my own version anymore i just want to tell no. a celtic myth yeah and i am 100 percent down for that oh man so I, I I feel like he could have done it without Batman and Wonder Woman because they kind of take a backseat to this issue, or in this they, issue they do, which is which is why I say they they're yeah. just kind of witnessing the story unfold yeah. at this point, and he, like I say he he just they're the vehicle for the myth essentially, uh, just yeah. as an excuse for him to tell the story. Yeah, and uh, and it's I I feel like when we get to the end, it's just gonna be a cycle that restarts because it's Batman piecing it together but i don't think there's anything he's going to be able to do to stop it no i agree because you know? what, what this issue is is you know last issue we had them uh, get attacked and you know they would the, the yeah. other yeah and it was a uh, okay what's actually going on here and let, let's go and sort out who what who's been involved in these raids so they go to the castle they talk to the the wife of yeah. the, the one who was murdered yep 
and it's a gorgeous gothic castle that um, yep. Wonder Woman refers to as Gotham by the Sea to make Batman mm-hmm. feel comfortable there. Yeah, and and we basically just have her go right. This is this is what happened. This is who my husband was. This is our history and mm-hmm. where we are. And you know, it, it goes back again, telling us how you know. They they forget everything every couple of centuries. You know, they, they, yep. it just kind of fades. So there's this, but they you know they, they, they wanted to remember this story, so they made they, they commissioned these these paintings this to, to, this wall of paintings to to tell the story so that they'd always remember. remember. Yeah. And so so even if they don't business. know the context, they'll know this was important, and that's kind of how history goes, right? Yeah. That's that's myths and legends, and you have this story of. The Fomorians coming together with the Dodanan over the Sea Fomorians, which I, it cracks me up that there's no other name for them. They're just they're monsters of the sea, yeah. and they're going to be led by Balor. Uh, so, and then the, you have the current king of of the Dodanan, uh, Fionn McCall, and I know enough from reading that they're going to. This isn't over until they meet. Right. You know, so and it's all there, and you get the story of King Nuada. Yes. Uh, and how much he meant to uh, man. Who's the Fomorian king? I forget. It's hard to uh, keep these names straight. It, it is because she's Elata. Yeah. So I looked it up, and there's a lot of pronunciations for that or Enya. So I don't know which one it is, um, but I'll take Elata. Um, sure. Oh, it's King Elata. That's what it was, and I think. Yes. It's King Aleta, and then she's Enya. So that, there You're we go. Right, yes. Yeah, and I like how he draws her bigger, like because she is, you know, she was a Dadanin, but she married the King of the Fomorians. Yeah, she and... she towers over even Wonder Woman. Yep, like, and Wonder Woman's not even up to her shoulder. Yep, and so you get this story of King uh, Nuada and how he he fought the Sea Fomorians and really made Aleta proud, and then he died in a battle. Um, and he ended up having the silver arm, right? Like that was yes. given to him because he lost it in the previous battle. Yeah, that was one, uh, of, one of the first uh, of the the draw of the paintings is is him losing mm-hmm. the arm. Yeah, uh, it was and taken so, by so, so yeah, that's right. And so they end up going to his his tomb, and Batman's looking it over, and he picks up the the uh, the stone. What's that called? The hack uh, stone. Hack stone. Yes. And looks at it, and he goes, "That's not the silver arm. That's missing." Yeah, it, it's just an illusion that it's there. So yep. that's the thing here. Someone has stolen the silver arm of the king, and, uh, and that's and where we go into it. They're going, "Okay, why, why have they done this? You know, what 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 do they want?" This that's like their most sacred relic. Yep, and and it keeps going. And early on, you had uh, Fionn McCole arguing with with uh, the Fomorians. Yes. And the guards about about all this they did it on purpose and by the end of this issue it looks like the Fomorians and the Dodanin are going to war uh, and that's probably all Balor's doing. And... I, I am a, I'm sure it is Balor and Breas who you know we, we learn yeah. about in this story and uh, yeah, we'll see how you know he comes into it. Son, yeah. So I just once Balor shows up and that evil eye that yeah. I feel like I feel like Tolkien took the Eye of Sauron from. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait for that because the there's a really good myths and legends podcast about Fian Makal versus Balor. It's yeah, a really so it's a great story. podcast. Um, yeah. 
But this is, like I say, Batman Wonder Woman. They take a backseat. They are doing a, det- you know, they're they're doing the detective yeah. work and they're uncovering the story, and that's how yeah. we experience it. We're just we're just experiencing them uncovering it. I feel yeah. like they will have very little impact in the plot itself. It'll be down to yeah. it'll be down to the individual races to sort out amongst themselves ultimately. Yeah, I feel like it's only Wonder Woman being able to talk whoever down, and then Batman using his reasoning. Like to to, put to, the to, to settle, out. yeah, because we know that the Dedanon and the Fomorians are gonna have to come together to fight the Sea Fomorians. So, you know, and Balor. So I feel like they're gonna be the unifying because I feel like the undercurrent of this arc or this the series is unity, yeah. and whatever is going on in Gotham, which I'm still not certain on, because there's just that weird dude walking around. He looks like a sea god the way he steps out. Yeah. 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 So, I, I do you think he's Braeus? Quite possibly. Yeah. So, so however that goes, it's all going to come together. I'm really enjoying that. The art is gorgeous. Like you can tell that Sharp's taking a lot of time because like, a lot of those paintings look like paintings. Like, Sharp's always like... excellent, but this yeah. might be the best work I've ever seen yeah. from him. And and yeah, that, yeah. that says like the, one of those paintings where it's you know, going over the sea. You got the one with their their version of hell. Yep. It's just incredible. Like yeah. it's something else. And, uh, but yeah, uh, it makes me excited just to read this just for his art, if nothing else. Yep, uh, I saved this one for last. Well, this is Batman, so because it's so. Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying this, and I'm gonna have to pick up the hardcover when it comes out. Yeah, me too. I hope they do an oversized one just to really yeah, show that. to take in the art. Yeah. So, so what were you? What would you rate this? Um, I gave this an eight point five. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Eight point five. So, it's oh man, it's really good. It is. And for the visual folk watching this on YouTube, you got cameos from two different cats during that review. Yeah. You got Firefly and Wesker. So are they Dedanon or are they from Orion? What side do they line up on? I don't know what that means, Matt. Uh, of course not. <laughs> I was all excited. It makes me sound like I know another language, even though I, just trying to read Celtic or Gaelic, it hurts my brain. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Hate it. We stopped using it for a reason, goddammit. Alright, well, that'll take us on to New Challengers number one, the latest in the New Age of DC Heroes line. Uh, this is Scott Snyder, although it's not just Scott Snyder. <laughs> Scott Snyder apparently only did the plotting because Alan, Aaron Gillespie, who we mentioned earlier is going to be doing the next two Green Lanterns issues, uh, is also credited as a writer. So I'm assuming that it's Snyder's plot and then he came just- in and... Uh, even before we get to anything in the issue, oh, go on. I think the most interesting thing about this book to me is that the writers are credited first. Oh, really? Is that the artist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which is unlike the art? other books. Yeah, for, for relevance, that that's because all... I mean, that's not, that's not normally weird. It's only weird in this sense because the rest of this line have been artists I, I, I should say, you know, uh, the art still got the, the title credit on the on the cover. But just on the actual the on the credits itself in the book, it, it says okay. writers and pencils rather than which was traditionally for this bin has been the storytellers and they've got the joint credit for this line. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm just gonna not bury the lead, and it's because the art's not that great. This is not great Kubert work. So um, it's not awful. It's yeah. it's, it's, <sighs> it's fine. It felt a little bit in, in a line. Yeah, it felt, it felt a little bit New 52 to me was my, my main problem yeah. with the, the art, but I, I didn't hate it's, it. It wasn't bad art, necessarily. Uh, I, mean, I think a problem with some oversized lips on, uh, you know, here and there. 
But I, I don't hate it. It's fine. It's it's perfectly so, so serviceable. Outside of the terrifics, this entire New Age of Heroes feels New Fifty Two. Like you call it the New Fifty Two Age of Heroes. Like, <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's fair on all of them. It's well, the definitely, ones I read. definitely Immortal Men and Damage kind of had that feel. I mean, I, I, I'm digging sideways and I like Silencer quite a bit. I don't know if yeah, I, I don't, I, I think Silencer because I, I, I don't okay, know so, if it so is just the art, but you know, Ramita Jr. is so not a new 52 style that and that right, established right. the tone of that book that it and, didn't and feel same with, like it. Same with the Terrifics. If you look at who has, I can't keep track of the art on Terrifics, but that's not new 52 either. Uh, and Rockefort, I mean, he did a lot of New 52, but that book, from what Pete's been describing, doesn't sound like a New 52 book. It feels like it could fit in. Like, if they're just like, this is our new hero, born from the pages of metal, yeah. it would have been fine. I mean, I, I can see you know? describing Sideways and making it being like a New 52, because it, it, maybe it'd fit into the young yeah. Justice. Like, do you remember how they had dissections? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back it in also would be fine. Next to the Blue Beetle book that yeah. they had. Yeah, it also would have been fine in, in Rebirth if it wasn't, you know, instead of Blue Beetle. Yeah, so, um, you know, it would have been fine. Joe, it's funny because before before I give my opinion on this, I, I want to point out that I'm seeing a lot of uh, different buzz online. Uh, I I'm seeing a lot of people online uh, who have said this is the best of the New Age heroes books. They like this the most. Uh, I have to ask what the hell those people are are smoking because yeah. I I did not really like this that much, uh, if at all. I'm gonna outright say this was terrible. This might be. The worst thing I've read in 2018. Connor disagrees. I'm seeing Connor's face. I, I don't love well, it. But <laughs> by no means do I think it is the best of this line. Yeah. But yeah. it's alright. I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, I don't so, necessarily... Do I think it's the worst? What, what, what else have we had? <laughs> brimstone. Damage. Okay, Brimstone. Read, yeah. Even Damage, though. No, damage I like Brimstone more than this. Really? <laughs> I, didn't read, I didn't read Brimstone. So, so, sorry, so, you, you guys are going to have to, to talk me through this because I, 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 so, I don't see an amazing book here, but I don't see a bad book. Um, no, I thought no, it's the worst the thing. thing ever, but I just, like, by the end of this issue, I feel like they've done nothing to sell me on what this book is, who these characters are. Uh, I feel no I, connection I, to I any of them. don't care. I don't care about any of the mysteries. Like, I started reading Sideways, and I need to get back to it, but I started reading Flash instead, right? So I went back at the side. I want to read more Sideways, Okay. In good. this, it's good, good, Matt. I, yeah, I. And that's a lot to do with Pete talking and. Yeah. And, so there you go. Honestly, but, the running gag that he keeps accidentally maiming villains is like the best running joke in comics right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get there once I finish this this first book of the Flash. I'll I'll get back to sideways, but in here I don't care about any of these new characters. I don't care about this new Challengers Mountain. So coming into this, I had a vague touchstone with the new challengers like i had known they're they're essentially the i don't want to say fantastic four because it's kind of terrific but like they serve the purpose of fantastic four they see something that's going on strange in the world and they go to meet it head on you know they touched on this in in the phenomenal new frontier from darwin Mm. cook like anytime something weird was happening this group called the challengers would come in and and try to fix it here they completely flip that over and they add some weird hourglass thing to them like timestamp that i just i don't understand i i, I, I didn't have a problem with that i, uh, I, I yeah, quite like that concept of like you know okay you, you, you're yeah. dead 
But here you go, you've got an hourglass where I don't necessarily... out in the real world you have until it runs out. Yeah, I don't necessarily dislike that as a concept. My problem with this issue... Well, I have a few problems. One is that I don't feel like I get to really know who the characters are. There's one character gets like yeah. a flashback to like what was happening with her and Gotham right before she came right. here. Uh, but the rest of them I don't get any sense of. Um, I, I couldn't tell you any of their names. Like, I don't remember any of their I names. Know, but I, I, I just... think it's slightly unfair to say that's the only character that gets something because we start off with one of them before the, you know before we, they get to the mountain in the in the plane. Yes. You know that that's the start. Yeah, of but the that, that's not one of the main characters though, because that character is that 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 character that gets dumped out of the plane. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That that they don't show up here. Yeah, that's not no, one no, of them. But, no, no, but I think, you know, that's, like I'm saying, you know, it's not the only thing that we get a flashback of. We're getting other things. Well, that's actually the other complaint I have, is that I think this issue overdoes the, uh, uh, that's before, now, three minutes ago. Like, it does a little yeah. bit too much jumping around in the, the time, and I don't actually think it needs to do that. And, like, they, they try to tie it into DC continuity, not continuity, but they created DC Universe with adding a Spiral guy, and I was like, okay, cool. I know Spiral. Like, Yeah, that's fine. That's a cool. fine idea. Yeah, and then they kill him like two pages later because he wants to go back. And I understand you have to set the stakes with the with the hourglass thing, like they can't leave. In the rules, yeah. yeah do you know what? It, and that, that's my other big problem is I don't think this issue does enough to actually clearly can. No. Like, I feel like instead of feeling like it's an introduction to the this concept, it's a lots of exposition just quickly in there because it feels like it needs to get through it all very quickly. I feel like no, you introduce the, the core ideas so they're not overwhelming and then add to it in future issues. I, th- I think it jams too much in. And it honestly, does. that whole thing with like having him die to sort of prove that like what's going yeah. on, that is very Suicide Squad. It is. It's very it's here's the here, yeah here here's the seventh Suicide Squad member. Here's Slipknot, who's just here to show that the, the yeah. bomb in the neck's going to work. <laughs> like that's, uh, yeah. uh, I, I I did think that myself as well. But but, but why um, do that with the spiral guy? Like you know, like I, I think that's the in, point. Is, uh, I assume that's the point anyway. Of hey, you you know this one. So you assume they're the safe. Well, I mean, you don't know him personally, but you know oh. Spiral. So you assume they're safe. Mm. Yeah, but even then, I was just kind of like the way he was acting automatically. I was just like, well, no, he's expendable. Like, if you're going to do that, if you're gonna make those DCs expendables. Like, that would be cool. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, the, the, I don't know. I, I, they took I, it in a direction I'm just not a fan of. I wanted this to go the pulpy. Yeah, you were thinking pulpy. Yeah. yeah. And instead, I got this weird sci-fi one that I just... I don't care about anything in here. I think for me is I agree it's it's overwritten and a lot of exposition. The thing is I like what the concepts are. Like I, I, I like as you know Matt's like oh I don't I didn't really want that in the book. For me I'm like okay cool I'm down for those ideas once we get into the storytelling. So it makes this not a particularly good issue on its own right, but as a proof of concept. I, I feel I, like, I like well enough. Yeah, but I feel like. They saw this issue and went, okay, this is only a mini. I don't think we can get much more out of this. Yeah. I, it feels I, like a very fancy concept. I don't think when they pitched this originally, and when it was they were all announced, this was not announced as a mini. It, that's something that just happened recently, and I feel like yep. that was a choice that was made um, somewhere along the way. I agree, but I don't think it's based on the quality of the narrative. I think that was Snyder saying, I'm too busy. I can, you know, I, I, t- See, t- I don't though, because I feel like he initially had a different idea with what we had in metal. Like, if you're talking about those challengers where you had Carter Hall and Shayera, or not, what was her name? Kendra. Um, you had Kendra and all that, and then the mountain disappeared. And this doesn't even really pick up on any of those ties. Like, 
Like, it's just no, a we, mountain in the rocks. We have this shady character who's kind of running the place, and he has that same sort of object that the, the villain with the bandages yeah. at the start was going after. Yeah. Um, yep. he could, that could be him, but I, I don't know. The, the cover implies that guy's got a really, you know, messed up face. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm assuming it's not. But, like, um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not feeling that character. I'm not feeling the mysteries. It, it had that very kind of forced first issue, very New 52 feeling to me, and... I don't know. I, I have no interest in reading any more of this. I have to be honest. Me and neither. I, I get that other people like it. I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying they like this, and this is one of the the, the, the favorite New Age books. That's great. I'm glad you like it, but damn, I I, I don't not understand it. But feel cool. it at all. I'm glad. No, that's fair enough. Like I said, I, I don't I don't think it's an amazing issue, but I like the concepts it's establishing enough that I, I probably won't read it monthly. But since it's only six issues, I think I will grab the trade and, think... and read through it all. For me, when you've got a team of like five or six characters going into like these, like you know, fighting these giant monsters and stuff, I need to like get the team vibe from those characters. I need to like instantly feel like we're building a sort of like family or team book between them. And I don't, I, think it, I don't get that at all from any of these characters. No, I, I agree. It's not doing that. But I think for me, it's it's going the other route and taking okay, here's the concept, here's the plot, and the characters here almost don't matter, right? They're just okay. These are the ones we've got right now. I don't think and... the plot's interesting enough to justify doing that. I, I think you can do that when it is a plot-first book or a plot-first uh, well, story. Well, I don't know. We don't know what the plot exactly is yet, but the concepts it's establishing, the rules, uh, I quite like. And I, I like don't know why this more. leader guy set them out in a life raft in the middle of a thing for a monster to take them out. Like, I don't get any of that yeah because of course one thing we didn't mention is that they all appear here because they all basically just died they're all here in borrowed time that's why they have this hourglass when whenever they leave the mountain uh their time runs out but when they're inside the mountain they're they're kind of fine they're in like you know a paradox essentially you're fine here yeah it's incentive to finish your missions quickly yeah um for me there was just no hook like i got to the end of it i'm like there's nothing here that wants me i don't have any interest in coming back for any more of this so uh hate to be super negative but (laughs) halfway through this book i got angry i don't know if i ever got angry i think you hated hated it more than i did but i did not enjoy it i did not enjoy it snyder did do the shadow right you know the batman shadow that was snyder and orlando okay i'm just i'm just checking for these these older concepts so i don't know whether to blame snyder or gillespie on this one I, I assume with the with the shadow, uh, Snyder plotted similar to here and Orlando scripted. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, again, here Snyder's script uh, plotted and Gillespie has, has scripted that. So I I don't know if you blame you know uh, him say Snyder for say you know he, he should have done more to. Oh, Joe, I get from this in terms of feeling. I feel like. This has kind of just been shot out because some work was done on it and we have to kind of make it feel like it was worth doing. But it's kind of this weird just, oh, it's just there because it kind of had been started. So it's just we're getting, getting it out there. I feel, like, I feel like it's been kind of forgotten. The whole line in general kind of feels like that where it's like, at first it's like, oh, there's all these big things coming out of metal. We're going to build to all these things. And it kind of feels like, okay, a couple of the books will stick around because they're just good and they're, they're on their own and they're fine. But it does kind of feel like, Oh, we made this big push. We'll put them all out, but we're kind of already given up on half of them. No, that's true. Uh, and this one kind of—I mean, I mean—they kind of made it with this one, but saying, "Oh, this is a this is a six-issue miniseries now." Like I said, I, I think that one's that that was all announced before Snyder was taking over Justice League and all of that. And I think he he started working on Justice League, 
and he's like, I'm too busy to do this. Here's my outline for an arc. Yeah. No, and that handed may, that over to someone. That may be the why. That may be the why. But ultimately, the end result is I just... Uh, this issue wasn't mm-hmm. doing it for me. Fair enough. And clearly not Matt either, because Matt, what are you rating that? Oh, this is easily a two. Oh, jeez. This is this going yeah. really low. I don't know if I'd go quite that harsh. I'd say this is more like a four for me. Uh, no. So I just... To double-check challengers, my... Um, the whole living on borrowed time wasn't a literal thing for, for the original challengers. It was because they all survived a plane crash. They all felt like they were living on borrowed time, and they wanted to pass that forward. So that's why they volunteered to go on these different missions. Hmm. So while I appreciate this is called the new challengers, and they're trying to do something new, just not – man, because I was so excited for this. Because we all know how I feel about pulpy, adventure things. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping for more pulpy sci-fi fighting monsters and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, what do you what are you giving it, Connor? Uh, I'm giving it a five point five. It's not a good issue, but it's I, I like the concepts enough that I, I will read it as a trade. All right. Okay. Well, uh, that leaves us one final book, Connor. Because of Connor's Corner, one of our Patreon tiers, uh, people. If you're a patron, you can pay the thirty dollars tier, which lets you select one comic that Connor has to read for the month. Of course, someone for the hundredth episode decided to buy out all four slots for the month, so he's got a Red Hood uh, for four weeks in a row. So this is the second. That's his Red Hood and the Outlaws number nineteen, Scott Lobdell writing and Marcio Takara on the art. Uh, it is worth mentioning someone has got the the, the combo slot now with my version of Connor's Corner uh, Peter's pick or lack thereof uh, so I'll be re- I'll be forced to read something next month, I don't know what it is yet though uh, I'm waiting mm. on the, the word but uh, you know I told you what you guys need to do stay tuned um, they can think of something uh, I mean, I, mean I think it's pretty clear that you, you should make him read some new challenges no don't do that because <laughs> I don't want to hear about this no. <laughs> hey no, don't. I- I'll go back to this a good book for me is even more punishment for Connor. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because it'll upset you. It'll upset you that they're making me read something good. Anyway, Red to the Outlaws, number 19. Uh, fine. Fine. I suppose I can't put it off any longer. <laughs> Alright, just talk about Red Hood, man, because I, some, I somewhat now look forward to this. Just hearing what's going on. Is, is Brainiac still an intellectual Fraser Crane type? Is, is that where we're still at? I assume you mean Bizarro. Oh, that's a Brainiac. That's no justice on the brain, sorry. Bizarro, yes. He he is mostly, but I'll, I'll get to that. So, this issue is date night. <laughs> so, you have Jason and Artemis going on a date. Was this, uh, was this the February issue, I assume? Oh, sweet. I mean, I don't know, you work it out. 19, we're on t- 22, I think. So, maybe, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's basically you know they they go they go around the town for a little bit you know have some fun and then they're they they you know you using the magic door teleport thing. Uh, you nearly made me do it then. Bizarro is is watching <laughs> them. He's he's spying on them like on their every word. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. But ultimately they they go to the the bat cave and they vanish off his radar because he can't see into the bat cave because thankfully that's protected enough. So he can't watch them uh, bump the nasties. Oh. His 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 uh his door can teleport to the back cave no problem, but he can't watch into it, and he he actually writes it off as that he goes well I mean it, they are on a date after all maybe I should give them some privacy, 
Um, but ultimately, what it is is they know Bizarro, uh, Bizarro's watching them and um, come here so that they can communicate and then go, "Hey, I think something's wrong with Bizarro. He's uh, he, he's being a bit weird. Uh, it's, you know, he's, he's getting more powerful every day." You know, maybe he has a plan, but can we afford to take that risk? Uh, this, anyway, is, that's... Uh, this is weird flirty talk to get you in the mood for sex, I have to say. This is, this yeah. is bizarre. <laughs> oh, you're making that, you're making. <laughs> what, what are the whole thing is, is Jason going, so this whole date thing was totally bogus? And she corrects it and says, mostly bogus. I'm like, okay, fine. <sighs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, their, their plot doesn't really amount to much. It's, it's more just, it's okay. It's confirming they are questioning what's going on with Zara and whether or not they need to intervene. The Bizarro stuff is more interesting, a bit more fun. You have him in his kryptonite baths, his synthetic kryptonite baths, and he's got his little um, Superman doll. He's put some little goggles. The one in his mind has some little goggles on. He's swimming around next to him. He's <laughs> adorable. And, um, but it has its, you know how like people have like a rubber duck? This uh-huh. has it, has its own little rowing boat that it's it's floating around on, and um, you know, uh, Brainiac's like, oh, just you know, on the on, when he's talking about spying on them, he's like, it's, it's fine, just take them. God damn it, you've made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> you cut it on my brain. I love how you did that. You kept going. I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice you did that there. I didn't, you, you've ruined it. You you popped it in my head, and now it's just it's it's there. So Brainiac's but, uh, got a rubber ducky, right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, so Bizarro's always saying, oh no, I'm just taking precautions, it's fine, don't, don't read too much into it. And uh, the little uh, pup-pup, as it's, as it's called, is like, hey, listen to yourself, you're, you're being paranoid, you're talking to a little stuffed doll. Uh, and so Bizarro goes, oh yeah, shut up, and he you know, splashes all the kryptonite, and you know, he, he fists down into the water. And the, the, the boat's going flying, and you've got you know, the little pup-pup going, doll overboard. This is pretty, <laughs> yeah. The, the stuff with the little dolls not bad. It's 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 harkening back to that one really good bit of uh, this run where you know, Bizarro they were, in Bizarro's head all the heroes were the little cutesy versions. Right. It's, it's harkening back to that stuff. I think which... your makes went up in volume by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> before you go on any monologues. But um. But Bizarro is, is desperate not to waste the synthetic kryptonite that he just splashed out of the bath with that and gets down and starts licking it off the floor, which is ob- obviously weird. But there's, oh, a, there's a, he gets a, a, a spike. Something's going on in Gotham. So he goes down in a, in a disguise. He's got a big trench coat and a hat on. And of course he does. There's a dude there who seems to have three faces. It, it, like, it vibrates between like three. He's got one face in the middle that's regular. And then, like two, or, like one on either side, it's kind of like a vibrating thing. Like he's moving his head really quick. Um, and, and, and Bizarro does think he's three people, but he's not. He says he's one called Solitary. Uh, I'm not familiar if he if he is anyone. Mm, no, that's a... doesn't sound no. Yeah, right. I, also, I just want to say I'm imagining you said the hat and the trench coat. I'm just imagining Raphael from the first Turtles. Me too. Movie. That's what I'm got in my that's head right now. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're you're, you're in the ballpark. Um, and this guy is basically says he's been watching Bizarro because he knows about him licking that stuff up off the floor, and uh, you, you know uh, Bizarro, you know he, he he's like, oh, you, you think you got what you'd stop me? He says absolutely, and then he passes out, and it's twenty minutes later, and Red Hood and Artemis are here and are dragging him back, going, hey, you know, it's all right, I guess, and you know, you just get that monologue, I guess we should do something about this, 
it's a it's kind of a waste of an issue in the sense that it's basically exactly where we were the issue before except the only new thing is that they've gone maybe we should do something about him and i am annoyed because we are no longer in the bizarro arc whatever that was called and this is still he's not reset at the end of the arc like i thought it was going to we're still doing it it's been dragged out longer which is very frustrating um yeah i'm not gonna lie connor someone tweeted at me um like when you were complaining about the smart uh, bizarro stuff, like, you know, like when it first started, uh, maybe like after a couple of issues of it, someone tweets in, "Yeah, he's got a long time before like we're back to regular." Because I, I think at that point he was still smart yeah, bizarro yeah. in the comics. I mean, he might still be for all I know. I don't know. Well, you'll find out. You're going to be almost caught up at the end of this month. <sighs> don't remind me. <laughs> but um. Yeah, art's not bad. Takara's been, you know, been solid whenever it's shown up. We've seen him a few times over the over the last year or so. Yeah, on, on various books. It sort of comes in and fills in here or there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's solid, um, especially once the, where they're doing the, the cutesy stuff with the doll. That is uh, definitely the highlight. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, some, some interesting layouts as well, to be fair, when you've got uh, Bizarre in the bath. Uh, you've got the, the overlaying of him watching... All, all their stuff uh, and you know, the way it's overlaid is an interesting layout so I'll give it that Hey Matt, his favourite scene What's in this up? issue was the bizarro bath scene That's why point cool. that out. I, I understand that, I mean we all have our thing yeah. Look. So I just looked up the solitary character and apparently um, goes back to Red Hood and the Outlaws number 6 so I don't even on this run or the new fifty two run. On this run, okay. Nope, on this run. All right, this is just shoddy corner no, stuff. Do you here. know what's particularly weird about this it, that, that it's not referenced is um, there's uh, when they're on their date, uh, Artemis orders some drinks, uh, but she doesn't order. She she just orders Jason a soda, and he's like, "Hey, I can handle my drink," and she's like, "No, no, we know you can't." And it goes, "Hey, remember Red Hood and the Outlaws issue six? There are consequences to drinking liquor." And <laughs> so it reminded me of that issue, but there is no tag whatsoever Not with solitary. solitary. Of course. Which is particularly strange, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who's making that call, presumably the editor. But Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. But you got you got bizarro bath scenes, you got a romantic date with uh, Red Hood and Artemis. You, I don't know, you got a lot of you know, I, I found myself having to reread a lot of the dialogue on the date because it was really just pointless cutesy dialogue between them i'm like what's going on here why, why are we doing this it's just i, I don't know i don't know <sighs> his misery feeds me yeah oh there's a so. one scene of luther watching some cameras of, of bizarro do in action okay all right uh, it, it doesn't really do anything it is it's one page where you know, we cut to his office at Lex Corp. He's he's there on a chair watching some stuff. You know, he's like, "Oh, you're quite the clever one, Bizarro." And that's it. Nothing else for the rest of the issue. Well, I guess it's setting up that Luther's going to be involved. Yeah, but we, we'd already kind of set that up in the last few issues with Luther being involved with with Bizarro. So it kind of feels redundant in this issue. Like, just I don't know what the purpose of it is here. But you'll find out in issue twenty, maybe next yeah. week. Red Hood. Yeah. All right. Exciting. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up then. I'm done. Uh, 
Yeah. Actually, do you want to rate it? I suppose you should rate that as well. I mean, if I'm writing that, it's probably a, a, a four. Art pulls it up a bit. Okay. All right. As, as, as is often the case on this book, to be fair. All right. Well, uh, that does take us on to doing our, our end of episode stuff, which is picking our favorite uh, artist, favorite uh, you know panel slash moment, favorite cover, and our top five books of the week. Which is interesting because this is where everyone critiques yep. us, where we put our books in a different order than they should be numerically based on the ratings. But sometimes that just happens. Uh, so that that's what we're going to do. So panel slash moment, Matt, mm-hmm. we got we got for us. Oh, easily, it's the appearance of real draw. Viril Docs. I'm going to start swapping So I want to just say Brainiac 2. Yeah, Brainiac 2. Yeah, Brainiac I like 2. That. I think yeah. that, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting him, and then Pete even was like, oh, he's going to be excited when he gets to the end of No Justice. Yeah, and then you assumed that I didn't understand who this was, and you were like, yeah. Peter, that's not, that's not Brainiac 5. Why like, else? I know. I ex- it's not like you knew that I... Liked Rebels, like I don't talk yeah, about but Rebels. We, like, we know you're a continuity wonk. And yeah, you I, I just assumed an, another Brainiac gotcha. of any kind would have been relevant for you. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Anyway, uh, uh, something from No Justice, I'm sure, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to narrow it down as to what. Um, I'm heavily, I'm heavily tempted to go with the first shot of the the, the Omega Titan on Kolu. That that first uh, panel on that <laughs> second page or third page is. Uh, it's just the atmosphere, the scale, the size. Um, I dig it. I dig it a lot. So I, I, I love that, or arguably one of the the Starro, uh, you know, quips at some point. But I think that's where I'm going with Connor. Yeah, uh, that that was one of my options. It was probably my first thought was the the Kalu, the first shot there. Mm. But um, instead, I'm gonna go from Batman. Is uh, you know, right at the end, the the reflection in in the visor. And yeah. the way it parallels back to the start of the yeah. art, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, h- h- hard to uh, dispute that one. I also like when he's uh, on the last page cleaning his visor. He's actually trying to clean it. Yeah, yeah. Like e- even one. though it's already clean. Yeah, uh, I dig that one a bit, quite a bit. Uh, so, best cover of the of the week. Um, uh, a few Do you know what? This is a week where there's a, like two Cedric covers as well. Yeah, yeah. Cedric cover on Green Lanterns is is spectacular. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'd pick it, but a shout out to the fun cover, the variant for Batman, which is all the, the different yeah. versions. Is that, uh, is that Amanda Connor? Yeah. Yeah. In the movie theater, uh, just a really fun fun idea. So fun fun concept for a cover. Because so, sometimes you pick it purely just to how good the art is, but sometimes it's just a really fun idea for a cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that one falls into there. Uh, what else have we got? I'm just looking at them. The the some... Aquaman variant is gorgeous. That's quite nice. Um. I'm trying. To, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to look at different variants, so I'm seeing them all. So I'm making an informed decision. Yeah. Uh, although, I don't, did Superman not have one? Nope. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm trying. Where is it? Why, try to find nope. it. I guess not. Then, ignore me. Uh, no, I think I think I have to go with Green Lanterns. Actually, I think just purely on a, a visual level, the Green Lanterns one. The the regular cover. The the regular one, yeah. No, that's nice. It's really really nice. Cover. Uh, that said, though, the variant's also really pretty. It is. Yeah, you get two good covers on that one. Yeah, because you, you've got the sort of black and white bodies, but then you've got the, almost the, the green lantern ghosts coming from the, the two yeah. lanterns. That's actually really... You know what? I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm going with the variant. There you go. <laughs> that variant's nice. You talked yourself into it. <laughs> they're, they're both fantastic. I, I think green lanterns wins in covers this week just by having both of those. Mm. You got a pick, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's uh, the... 
Batman, Wonder Woman, Brave and the Bold. I just love oh, the... Yeah, the way that it's the, composed. It's uh, split yeah, down it's, the middle. It's split the down the middle with the sword, and yeah. oh, it is a fantastic color. Mm-hmm. What's your final pick? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the the Aquaman variant. Uh, I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for these Middleton variants right now. Oh yeah, Mid- Middleton's doing some good stuff. Um, all right, so best uh, best art of the week then. So we have the combo uh, and No Justice, which obviously I think will be up there. Tony Daniel and Batman, I think, has to be up for grabs. Liam Sharp, I assume for you two, is going to be in contention. Uh, honestly, it's Liam Sharp, no question. Yeah. Uh, it, it's I his best it... ever work. I want to give it to the combo for mm. No Justice, but no, Sharp is those those paintings of the. It's it's above and beyond, isn't it? I, th- I think uh, obviously I didn't read that, so for me it probably is No Justice. But I want to say Aquaman's pretty close. Aquaman was yeah, a really Aquaman's solid. Yeah, Federici in that issue was really good, so I want to give that a mention, even though I think I'm going with No Justice overall. Uh, all right, so top five books of the week then. Uh, so Connor, you can jump in first with this. Okay, so I'm I'm going in with uh, Brave and the Bold at one. Um, I think the Superman special at two. Then No Justice, Batman, Aquaman. Cool, Matt. Yeah. yeah, so mine, Batman number one, just booster, being broken. Also, me being broken. They go hand in hand. Uh, number two is No Justice. Number three is. Uh, Brave and the Bold, number four is Superman, number five is Aquaman. Cool. Uh, my number one is No Justice, my number two is Batman, my number three is Aquaman, number four is Green Lantern, number five is Superman. I didn't miss anything, did I? No, that's a, that's a, that's I think so. Yeah, I was just making sure there's not an obvious one that I've, I've glossed over, but no, no, no. Batwoman wasn't in contention, New Challenger certainly wasn't in contention. Uh, so, um, I didn't read the Bolt. So there you go. That, that is a that is a top five. That does sort of bring an end to episode one hundred four of Comics from the Multiverse. I do have to tell you what's coming next week, though. Yep. So obviously we have Justice League No Justice number three. We have Detective Comics nine eight one, the final issue of uh, Tiny in the Force run. So you can look oh. forward to that. Uh, Wonder Woman forty seven next week, Matt. I know we have to. Hey, at least in the bright side, Matt. Supergirl's on the cover. Supergirl's on the cover. Uh, on the subject of Wonder Woman, the variant for number forty eight is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen this, Matt. Uh, just that is very good. But uh, just I, I want to mention now because I won't remember next week. But it's the it's the, probably the best variant for next week is uh is uh the Hellblazer one. Uh, Sean Phillips. It is uh incredible. Sure. Sure. But uh, the Wonder Woman variant for 48 is uh, it's got Hawk Girl, Supergirl, and uh, Jessica Cruz on the cover with her. Uh, yeah. It's just good stuff. Uh, it may be my new phone background, that's all I'm saying. Uh, so we got Wonder Woman 47, we got Flash 47 next week. Start a Flash War, also big. So we, yeah. get, we get the end of Tinian's run, and we got the start of Flash War, big stuff. The final issue of uh, Hope Larson's run in Batgirl. Uh, so we got that yeah. going. We got Terrifics number four. Uh, me and Cora have got Silence number five. Me and Matt have got Queen of Atlantis number four. Um, you two have Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Core number forty-five. Uh, also out next week, but none of us will be covering. I don't think is uh, Batman Beyond twenty, Hellblazer twenty-two, and Suicide Squad forty-two. So uh, that's what's coming next week, unless there's been delays and stuff that uh, I've not accounted for. I'm not seeing anything. I'm just scanning. Cool. Obviously, you, you don't do alphabetical order, so it's harder to, to track yep. them all. No, uh, other I, I than you got it all. Silence. He said Silencer Five, right? Yep. He did. Yep. Yeah. 
So, so no, so that's what's that. coming next week. So it's another big week next week. I mean, not necessarily a giant number of books, but there's a quite a few notable, you know, ends and beginnings in there for for things. No, there is. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, that'll be fun stuff uh, so that's what's coming up next week and I suppose this is the time of the show where we do a little bit of self-promotion and plug and tell you to go to patreon.com slash TV and check out all the stuff that's on offer uh, because obviously you can support the show by going over there and uh, putting in a, a dollar or more um, obviously it helps us out more than the ads but of course just watch ads on YouTube if you want to help that way or like and uh, subscribe and comment and all the usual things let us know what you thought of the books uh, worth still promoting the, the stuff that's on there because there's some new things there that weren't there before obviously we mentioned Connor's Corner. There's also the the Peter's Picker lack thereof, which is my equivalent of that, where you can you know pay to make me read something. Uh, we had, we do have a combo pack of both of them, but someone's taken that the one slot of that already. So you can, that's why you'll be getting me reading something next month against my will. Uh, but of course, there's also the monthly episode, which there is a vote up. The vote actually ended uh, yesterday, and I've not checked who won. Uh, I should do that just now and tell you. Yeah, I? you should. I really should do that. I'd like to know as well. You this, should. This uh, this is the Superman origin vote yes, right yes yes uh, so obviously there's a monthly bonus episode that me and connor do we'll take a trade or a collection of some kind and talk about that uh and there was a vote this month for for this one so uh, that's what i'm just checking what the winner is uh right now um so you've got that you've also got peter's pillbox which is something i do three times a week where i'm working through multiple series uh and talk about them it's an audio only show um you can check out the first new teen titans episode of that for free and that'll be free for everyone uh, after about a month of exclusivity and then the other two series which is mark wade's flash run and the silver age stuff that which i've started with green lantern is uh is in the three and five dollar tiers so you can check out all that stuff a lot of stuff on offer at patreon so it's worth looking uh but the winner of the vote for this month this month's monthly is in fact by one vote superman birthright uh and what's funny here yeah. Is that everything got everything got at least one vote and it's very spread out. Like you know, someone likes all every every one of these has their fans. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, so Birthright's the one that won. So uh, we'll be doing that later in the month uh, for patrons. So there you go. So yeah, go go check out all that stuff out. Uh, also check out all the other stuff we do. We review movies and TV shows. Uh, it's very specifically me and connor uh, do television for the multiverse which is the dc tv shows every week we review those and talk about them if, if um peter gets his act together we might have a, D- a dc movie to review soon that's right if i get around to watching batman ninja yeah we, we'll be talking about that um also worth mentioning there was so much dc tv news this week we didn't bring it up on this show because obviously we're going along anyway uh, but there was so much of it that it's worth checking out the tv news this week almost cancelled tv news on the youtube channel uh to go check it out because uh, there was a lot of stuff. Doom Patrol show, Pennyworth, Alfred prequel series, Batwoman's coming to the CW shows, lots of things happening. Uh, so that is us, that is the promotion part. Get us on Twitter at DC mm-hmm. Comics Podcast, get Matt on Twitter at Matt of Steel 57, get Connor at Connor Ryan 94, get me at Wibble89. And that's everything. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Matt, say something, have a final word, say a bit of goodbye or something. I don't know. Bye, I guess. God damn it. That's what I have to put up with. Connor, say a final thing. Final a message. Final thing. <laughs> you two are the worst. Yep. Yo, I in this. I gotta go see Deadpool. I need to eat. I'm starving. Uh, so, <laughs> thank you very much once again for watching our listening, guys. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. And stay gold. Always gold. Always gold.